Gorgonzola. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday 25th of April 2010. I'm your host Dan Train and I'm joined as ever by Rob Kemp. What's up? And Zachary Burgess. Hello. I'm going with one word. Oh wait, I screwed it up. (laughs) Oh, you went with hello and then you started talking. And then continued talking, so it wasn't one word any longer. Did, That's you the one really... going last. I was mildly tempted there to just sort of, instead of saying sup or some sort of stylish one-word intro, to say what is actually happening quite next to me, which is, the cat is having a poo. <laughs> oh, great. That's, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's happening quite next to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, you know. That's the, the absolute perfect the start to the telecast. <laughs> the cat yes. is having a poo. We get another poo tag in our tag list. (laughs) (laughs) We already have two poo tags and we have like... (laughs) I didn't tag Charlotte's poo. You did. You didn't. I thought you did. No, no, it's not not as a tag. It's in the blurb, but... Okay, but it's pretty much... We're safe from the poo tag. It's a bit of a plug for our last uh, episode, isn't it? We can probably (laughs) avoid the poo tag. We might not be able to avoid the butts tag. (laughs) Depending Has that been on, on one previously? No. See, this is a very important discussion, uh, listeners. This is uh, about how to uh, add tags on the WordPress blog to uh, the content of these these here podcasts. Uh, but uh, so when we have uh, an epic library of episodes, you can filter by poo. <laughs> <laughs> I think people oh, are going to be more likely to try and filter by poo than they are to filter by something like <laughs> Assassin's Creed Two, aren't they? To be honest, especially if they They'll see it in see... big letters on the uh, tag tree, you know, the, the yeah, tag cloud. It's like yeah, you the tag cloud. We'd be clicking. Anyone wants to click? But what is our biggest thing in our tag cloud at the moment? Uh, Salad cast, obviously, <laughs> and um, Assassin's Creed Two. Oh, great! Could you talk think... about it too much? Yeah, we talked about it twice. We've talked about a uh, poo just as many times. I think that might need we have to now be anyway. <laughs> we have now, yes. Okay, so like I so think that's decided. Moving, moving on, tag this with poo. Yes. So moving on from cat poo that's happening right next to Rob. Uh, lovely. Let's get this uh, podcast on the road with the uh, classic question of uh, what you've been playing, and I'm going to ask it first to Rob yourself. This week. Oh. Oh, I'll ask it to myself. I could, but I haven't got many to talk about because I've been a bit ill this week, hence the uh, lack of a podcast last week. Um, so I'm going to Let's talk about that being. first. How ill were you? Not very. I had a cold, but you know the usual. In fact, you know how it always starts? It's, they say it's like three days to arrive and then three days to have it and then three days to go or something. Somebody told me that. Is that just I've me? I've never heard that in my life, so... Have you never heard that? <laughs> no, I can't say I have either. You never heard that. Well... It seems pretty true because, like, the first two days, it's like, oh no, you know, you get like a sore throat and stuff. And I thought, oh right, well, it can't be. I'm ill, but it's just a cold. And then on that first day of actually supposedly having it, in inverted commas, like the fourth day, it's like you want to die. Basically, it's pretty horrid. But since then, I've been relatively fine. So, but uh, so that's just me that's heard that phrase. Then, yeah, I think so. and, and presumably the one person that told you it. <laughs> Well, it was my this dad, was... so it wasn't like some random person who like invented it and told me it in a pub or something. In case anyone is wondering, that is also why we didn't have a podcast last week, simply because Dan's radio voice was uh, off target. Yeah, you might notice it's probably not ideal right now, but it's a lot better than it was last Sunday or whenever. That was nasty times. I, We've I, heard um, Scott Mills, he hardly has the voice for it, but somehow he gets away with it. 
Yeah, but he probably has some talent and like tasted music <laughs> things that might be necessary for being a DJ, other than other than just talking and rambling on nonsense like we are apt to do. Yeah, so I watched He's not the exactly Chris most file. expressive DJ in the world, is he? He's just kind of so. Yeah, I was doing this thing right, and uh, it turned out to be a little gay, except you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's your impression. <laughs> okay. Scott Scott Mills, Mills. Yeah. His entire his entire sort of repertoire is basically that. It's like you know this thing, right? And then it's like, don't it's don't you think gay. that's a little weird? Yeah, yeah. No, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna play a record now. I actually haven't listened to enough Scott Mills to know whether that's a completely accurate. And for all I know, that is a totally accurate impression in every way. <laughs> and that's all he ever says on Radio One. Yes, yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume that is. I think I'd rather listen to the um. The underground trains underneath the building, but that who knows. <laughs> Apart from the odd uh, oh, what's occurring, which is actually pretty awesome. Uh, the Scott Mill show isn't much to talk about. Okay, let's see. He's talking about it. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And... Right, I'm asking Zach now. What you been playing, Zach? <laughs> oh, fine. Overruled. Yeah, overruled, man. I'm the host. Yeah, we chose to do Dan first, and then that overruled choosing to do Rob second. Do what the fuck was that? <laughs> what? I thought I heard something. Uh, never mind. Okay, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on swiftly from that weird sound that I heard that may or may, may not have existed in the podcast universe. I thought I heard it too. <laughs> oh, okay. I think, so it was just totally Rob, I think it was just Rob saying something, but in a weird voice. But it sounded so weird, it was almost like a sound effect. What? You mean, oh, I was actually saying screw you. Fairly normal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, okay, then. Yeah. Lag. Okay, less insanity you. In my brain, apparently. Okay, anyway, what have I been playing? Um, a lot of things, but not very much of anything. Well, no, that's not strictly true. One thing I have been playing a lot of, constantly, when I haven't been playing all these other things for shorter periods of time, was <laughs> yet more Borderlands. Yeah. Not with Rob, because he hasn't been around for some You've reason. You've been playing single player. Yes, I've been continuing my single player quest, and You're... finishing the game, and then starting playthrough 2. And then getting most of the way through that again. What made you like want to start again when just as soon as you'd finished it? In playthrough, dude, it's like you keep all your stuff and all your levels, and the enemies just keep getting harder and drop oh, more I stuff. See. So it's just, just it's literally like play the same story again, but it's as if it was just continuing at the end of the first one. Right. Everything so, just keeps getting harder. So the moment you start it, are uh, the enemies are at you know a the correct challenge. level. Yeah. Right. Okay. Except, except, sort of towards the end of the first playthrough, I'm not sure if it was just coincidental that I got some fucking awesome weapons that just kill everything so easily. So it's like playthrough two has taken probably half the time as playthrough one because I've just been like, ah, oh, no, 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 I just kill you all. Do do do. Don't mind me. I'm just coming through. So just like it... sprint everywhere, then just like kill a guy in one second, and then just run away again. <laughs> So that's not necessarily meant to happen. They're supposed to be at your... They're not meant to be easy this second time around, necessarily. But they are. I I don't think so, anyway. But I just seem to have some fucking ridiculous combo of weapons that are just insanely powerful. Hmm. I've had some... I mean, I have, like, upgraded a couple of my weapons with various things that I've picked up through this second playthrough, you know, because of the new... (laughs) new better drops and stuff but there's just been like one revolver that i've had practically the entire time which just kills everything so it's like i'll just keep that so, so i think having... i'll probably finish playthrough two with that same gun that i had at the end of playthrough one <laughs> but is it is it fun playing it again even though you can beat the crap out of everything this time 
it's I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it. It's just like, I just want to play it again. and It's because I want new and even more ridiculous guns, obviously. It's his torchlight hoarding instinct coming back. And the trouble is that you can't keep everything. So it's like, uh, I'm already using like 16 slots in my inventory to just carry things which are awesome or interesting. It's like, uh, I can't, can't start filling it up that much. I've only got like 49 slots. <laughs> How does it work? Is it one of those jigsaw puzzle inventories? No, it's just like one slot for everything. Oh, okay. What, how many have you got slots? Four, 49. It sounds like a lot. It's it's you, not really. You fill do it you up. have to carry ammo like in slots? No, not in okay. slots. But, but you fill it up with random shit off enemies easily during the course of one like zone. Covering one zone, your inventory will be full, which is approximately, you know, that's about right. It should be. But then if you want to carry shit, you're starting to use up that space. Not that there's any reason to actually hoard any of the shit stuff. It's just like, the only reason you're keeping it is so you can sell it to a vending machine when you get to one. <laughs> Do you have to constantly, like, sell stuff and uh, try and go through your infantry finding stuff that is rubbish and needs to be sold? And uh... Yes. You know, I, mean, I hate obviously, that when you... You, you can do it the easier way up, where you know? it's like... You can do it the easy way, where it's just like you look you, when you look at a weapon, it pops up a thing that says whether it's better or not the the gun you're holding. So if it's a type of gun that you of a type that you're using, you can just instantly go that shit or that's good, and then you can if you just hold down the button, it swaps it directly into that weapon slot. So if you do ah. find something that's default better, you can just instantly switch. So theoretically, oh, you don't actually have to pick up any crap. You could survive okay. nothing in your inventory. But obviously, you might want to sell it for cash. Although now I've maxed out the cash, so I really don't need to pick up anything at all any longer, unless it's actually better. What do you use the cash for, then? I mean, we were talking about this just, last time, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, just buying weapons, basically. But if you've maxed it's, it's, out it's, the it's, cash... It's really ridiculous. It's like the cash max is out at, like, 9,999,999, of course, because okay. you have to have all the nines. But apparently, it's apparently it seems to still record how much cash you have beyond that because you can buy things and then it doesn't actually go below, <laughs> hmm, which is weird. kind of strange. So, how much is the most expensive item in the world then? Well, currently on my, I've just reached max level, which means okay. theoretically the weapons and the machines are approximately reaching their maximum level, and they're about one or two million. So, it's a portion, but not as really a significant portion. You're not so, going to buy stuff out of machines that often. So, okay. But it sounds like, like, with <coughs> you've got, like, 50 slots or whatever, and they, if it's, like, 2 million for the most expensive item, like, you could almost carry so much money that you could buy, like, the most expensive item for each slot or something. Yeah, probably. Although, obviously, okay. generally, the stuff out of machines is not as good as what you'll find, so... There's really right, not much yeah, point. Course, I don't know. It's like, I might as well stop picking up stuff now. <laughs> These guns I have are pretty awesome enough. So can you just keep going, like, uh, as many playthroughs as... I mean, how many playthroughs can you do? I haven't... Obviously, I haven't got there yet, so I don't strictly know, but I read it on the wiki that you do playthrough 1, and then you do playthrough 2, and then there's this thing called playthrough 2.5, which is apparently, like, where the enemies max out their level, but then you could repeat it over and over. Okay. Or something. So... Maybe. I don't know. Or that might just be like, it might be the equivalent to play for you free, except the enemies don't level up any longer. And then you can just, you know, reload that. It doesn't, act... maybe it doesn't actually count as another playthrough from then on. 
I really don't know. <laughs> so can you do playthrough one uh, single player and then do playthrough two co-op? You know, because you're saying it's quite a bit harder in co-op. Pretty There's much no segregation, is there? There's yeah, no segregation there's... between the single and co-op modes. You can, but obviously, if anywhere. someone, if someone was from, if someone who hadn't done, who hadn't got to play through two themselves was joining your play through two game, they'd be shit level. Yeah, yeah. So you'd have they'd to get awesome drops, too. but then those drops would be too high level for them to use anyway. So they'd be pretty useless until they. But obviously, since you gain experience as a group, you could probably power level them up fairly quickly <laughs> yeah you well, we did hit up. a few issues didn't we with the um the uh, co-op and where pl- different players are in the story didn't we and, and it sort of rent, rent, went a bit wrong for you and that it didn't register that you'd done some missions yeah that was kind of weird and then like, wouldn't let you join some... in on the ones i was then attempting to do yeah there's some weird problems with like it detecting what missions people have already done or not done, and then when you join, it says that they're invalid, and then you can't join on to the other person's mission. It's all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, it doesn't like sound like they've. It works best the if you're to, like. Uh, you know what I mean? It doesn't look like they've made the cop too scalable, and that it's designed to sort of play through beginning to end with someone rather than sort of jump in, jump out. Yeah, it works best if you're matched up with the server host basically because the server host pretty much controls what mission you're doing at the moment sort of even though that's only selecting a thing which creates a map icon what do you mean by server host well when we play i act as the host yeah oh i see and then i have control of where we go and yeah yeah yeah. so you don't you don't strictly have control of where we go because i can still activate travel well, no, you know what I mean. But I'm the one that sort of has the act that selects the active mission and things. And... Yeah, all that really does is create that point, though. It's kind of it's a really weird system, <laughs> but it works. Yeah, it, it works fine it's for the most probably, part. Yeah, yeah, it probably is best if you're going through with someone to just have. I mean, there's no limit on how many characters you can make, obviously. So I'm not no sure if you mentioned this. Not have a character. I'm not sure if you mentioned this before, but Borderlands does sort of shout out as one of those games that's neat first attempt but would really benefit from a sequel to just iron out some of the kinks. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you think they're going to make a sequel to Borderlands? I really hope so. <laughs> They've already made a lot of DLC, so yeah, they're making money, I guess. Are but you playing that? Not yet. No, we haven't got the DLCs. Are, you thinking, are they expensive? Um, you can get... What I, f- I found this actually really cool. If you've got the, uh, the consoles, you can actually buy the DLC on disc. Um, and install it to your hard drive from the CD, which I thought was pretty sweet. Um, and that, that costs, you, you, can get, you can get that cheaper than the downloads. Oh, okay. And it means you then have a hard copy, say, if Xbox Live goes down or the DLC no longer exists online for some reason. Okay. It's like, for instance, if you want to go back to Halo 2 now and play all the new maps, um, unless you've got them installed to a hard drive somewhere, you couldn't get them again unless you had the disc. Oh, of course, yeah. So I, I actually think it's a really good idea. Hmm. And to be honest, I haven't really seen it since. Well, you say that the Fallout options come on disc as well. Yeah, there, yeah, they there have been a couple of other instances of that happening sort of recently. It's like a new thing. Well, sometimes DLCs. you get Game of the Year editions, don't you, that come with the DLC on a disc? Like usually a they come package. with a. Um, that's a bit of a misnomer because usually they actually come with a download code. Oh, do they? Yeah. There's a bit of a um, a thing at the moment, actually, because um, I think Game have been um, ordered to put stickers on their discs to let you know that they, on games that would normally have DLC in them, but the DLC code's been used. 
Oh, yeah, the uh, so pre-owned stuff, yeah. Yeah, so they have to start putting warning stickers on them. What's that, that EA thing, isn't it? Operation $10 or something. <laughs> have you heard about that? Not in those words. No, I'm not sure, entirely sure what, I, what exactly it was. It's something like... Is it like they want like, someone to spend at least ten dollars on DLC for each game, or something like that? I, I don't, I don't, I can't remember the actual name of it, but I think it's like the idea is, you know, like in Mass Effect Two or in lots of games now, when you buy them, you also get a code that will that will give you a new item of armor or some something. Yeah, in the game yeah, like, like that. pre-order bonuses. Do yeah, like well. pre-order bonuses and stuff, and then and then you can't. That won't work in the pre-owned, obviously, because only the original purchaser will be able to use it. And, yeah. Uh, that's supposed to be part of their battle against them, um, because a lot of the um, bricks and mortar stores are making the majority of their money out of the pre-owned stuff, and much less out of the uh, brand new sure. retail games. Yeah, at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I, I there, don't... Are, there are entire stores that exist just to do the trade, don't they? Like CEX and. Well, exactly. I think they're they doing better than um, than the standard stores. To be honest, I mean that's. That's how the bricks and mortar people are making their money now. Yeah. If you go in, like PC games especially, you know, they're so sidelined. I don't know. No one in their right mind buys PC games in a in a shop anymore, do they? I mean, it's a tiny shelf. I don't know. You can still get the um, the, and this is a, uh, quite irritating actually. You can still get PC games on disc considerably cheaper quite often than you can through a digital service. You can, but that's because they're discounting them desperately in order to. Um, yeah, you know, that's the reason. But so. that's the thing. You you say you'd be out of your mind to sort of or do that because it's. But it's actually probably the best way to buy PC games. If, yeah, if exactly. You're not worried about the inconvenience of discs. Indeed. So yeah, you're basically taking advantage of the fact that people aren't can't be bothered. Uh, yeah, because you can go in and find those those random deals, which you'd never think would be there, like three quid for Crisis or something. You know. Yeah. On that note, yay for Steam, but fuck Steam, because <laughs> it's, it's it's really getting on my nerves now. How you know there are games that I want on it, but they just don't decrease in price over time like the normal scale. No, they, they don't. just sort of stay high for some cases practically ever. And uh, yeah, you you have sales, but you don't have the usual um yeah the usual decline like you have in a shop from yeah. retail price. Because you and can't imagine demand must stay that high for that long, surely. Well, I don't know. I mean, I wonder why they don't have a like a more flexible pricing structure. I imagine they will in the future, more like Amazon, where the you know it's to a certain extent it's automated, and a couple of quid mm. will get knocked on and off depending on and you know all maximize their profits. Well, you know you know how that all works. But yeah. um, I saw a story today that said that we in Europe are paying on average thirty percent more on for Steam stuff than in America, just across the board. To be honest, that's not unusual, though, is it? Dollar conversion. it? No, it's not unusual, but I mean, there's no reason for it, is no. there, on, with Steam? I mean, sure, with, um, you know, VAT and... Well, I, I guess that's the, that might be the reason, I guess. But, uh, yeah, but I that, only, that only accounts for 17.5%. It's the same with a lot of industries, isn't it? Like the car industry, we've always been screwed on, and they always uh, argue that it's because they have to convert the cars to left-hand drive and all that jazz, yeah, which is rubbish if they're reason. Japanese cars. And uh... But when it's literally just data in bits, you know, coming from their servers, it's just, there's literally no reason for it, is there? It's Other than they pretty... can get away with it. 
It's pretty scandalous. I mean, they're only doing it because they can. They're only getting away with it because, you know, everyone else always has. So they just, you know, no one can call them out on it very easily because you know it's just the dumb thing. But it is. I mean, it's even worse in I'm in places like Australia, obviously. Well, actually, to be fair, we get we get a much better deal on games prices than our European cousins. The uh, yeah. uh, you know when when I go on work trips to Amsterdam, for instance, prices for games out there are pretty high. Yeah, I mean we're talking really high. We're talking like fifty quid for new releases, which for every new release, not just yeah. the really high end special edition versions. You know, like forty five pounds for Gears of War two special edition. Sort of is you know it's on the border of okay, but because it's a special edition, you expect to pay that little bit more. Blah. But yeah. 50 quid for a normal boxed copy is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I mean... And I'm not even I talking think... 50 euros, I'm actually talking 50 pounds here. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all localization and all that stuff, isn't it, I guess. But uh, even so, we do get a reasonable deal, I think. Especially with PC games, they get discounted so heavily from from the off, don't they? It's like 15 quid for a new title sometimes. Sometimes, if you're lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm still yeah. waiting for Dirt 2 to come down, and they had like a one-day sale, didn't they, over Christmas that I missed, which is irritating. But uh, And it hasn't ever happened again, and it's still £30. Still £30 for a game that's must be over six months old now. And it's, yeah. uh, it's just... You know, even, even the console version has come down, and yeah. console versions were usually quite slow to dip in price, but it's not the case anymore. It's weird. Have you tried looking for that one in a in a shop in HMV? Um, yeah, well, can't say I have particularly actively. I've got a massive backlog to get through before I try and oh, buy yeah, yeah. games. So, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good test of backlog. our theory. <coughs> you know that things are so much cheaper in in shops. Still got brutal legend and Mass Effect Two to tackle. So. Right, oh, Mass Effect Two. Well, so, that's uh, serious talk time, apparently. <laughs> so is that what talk. else have you been playing, man? Well, uh, there is one more thing I want to say about Borderlands, if I can. Okay, the, the, go for the it. The thing is, I want to try and not make this a spoiler for Rob. So, okay, so the question I have to ask Rob is, did you play Half-Life Opposing Forces? Can't say Force. I did. Okay. So, Dad, you did I don't play particularly Opposing care. Force. <laughs> I did play Opposing Force. Well, the, in that case, I can conveniently say that the last boss of Borderlands is very Opposing Forcey. <laughs> Okay. Not well, uncoincidentally, my... assuming that it because it's Gearbox. It's Gearbox, yeah. They made Opposing Force, didn't they? It is a very, very similar kind of boss to the end of the one of Opposing Forces, which I found quite funny when you think about it. It was like, oh, it's this, yeah. That was a pretty Gearboxian. weird boss, anyway. <laughs> I mean, but it was weird for the Half Life universe because yeah. it's like, yeah. Thing. And you were attacked by little, those race X aliens coming from the sides as well while you were trying to fight it. I think you had like a mounted machine gun or something and you had to shoot into its belly that was yellow and. Open. Yeah, it was pretty that, weird. All that. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so strange. you mean it's, you have a. It, I'm gleaming from this that you, you fight it from a fixed position? Not necessarily or... in, 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 in Borderlands. Um, I can safely say that while you don't have a fixed gun or a fixed position, you don't really move very much. <laughs> Hmm. Interesting. So, anyway, Rob will see that when he gets to it. Um, and then, what else have I been playing? Well, now we can go through the games that I haven't been playing very much of, or at least not as much as Borderlands. Um, let's see, I can safely name four of them. 
the first two, I broke out my joystick because it was like, I need to play something with this joystick. It's been sitting here for like several years and I've barely used it. So it's like, I'll break out the joystick and, and go back into basically the only two games that I have that use joystick, which was New York Race and Star Wars Episode One Racer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? School. I couldn't get that to work on on There, what, there is XP? an XP patch. Oh, so there is. Uh, I was like, sweet, I can play Star Wars Episode One Racer and realise that I must have been really bad at this at the t- first time I played it, because it's well easy. <laughs> Wait, that was pre-XP? It was, yeah. Yeah. That was I mean, a really early I one. I used to play it with the flight yoke, because that was yeah, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was actually really cool like that, because you, know, you had to tip the nose for extra effect, didn't you? Well, but, yeah, but that was the trouble with Star Wars Episode One Racer, because... In order to get maximum speed and trigger your ability to boost, you have to nose down the entire time. Yeah, so it's do, really yeah. annoying. It was really annoying to play it on the flight yoke because you have to push it in all the time. And it's really annoying to play on the joystick because you have to lean it forwards all the time. It's like, that was not very well designed as a control scheme. I don't know. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. But in some ways, with the joystick pushing it forward, especially that little... The uh, Sidewinder joystick was quite good because cause nowadays I have this big Cyborg, Satex yeah. Cyborg 3D thingamajig, and it's quite a big thing to move around, whereas that, that had like, like a little hand stick thing. Yes. Because you I pushed mean... it all the way forward, then uh, the, the left and right adjustment was like you had something to press against so you could do it very finely. Which yeah, that, is, for some that of the... does kind of help sometimes. But, yeah, so I have this... I have this joystick. Of, it's it's force feedback as well, which is the most pointless thing ever because nothing supports it. <laughs> nothing ever supported force feedback. In it's like episode one racer does actually have options for force feedback, but of course, even with the XP patch, it doesn't work. <laughs> so okay. it's like, oh, great, pointless. And then what New joystick York is it? Didn't have any kind of force it's um, what is it? I can see the box from here. It's a Logitech force feedback joystick, force 3D. Hmm. Apparently, how so, long yes. have you had that thing? Um, I don't know, a couple of years, maybe. I bought it. At, I can't remember what. I can't even remember what game I got it for. It was like I, I obviously needed a joystick. It was probably when we were still playing Battlefield Two or something. Yeah, that like, might be a good. Uh, joysticks are yeah. useful for planes. They're only well, useful for planes. Yeah, in Battlefield. That's, uh, that sounds a bit like it because that was the point where I started using a PlayStation controller to fly the choppers. Yeah, yeah. The choppers in Battlefield 2 were really hard to use. But it I seems found. like... Well, the uh, assault ones were, anyway. It really okay. feels like I haven't had this joystick for that long, but maybe I'm misremembering it. Yeah, well, you've but had yes. a, a few, because you, um, you had the Sidewinder, and didn't yes, you have the Force sidewinder. Feedback Sidewinder as well? No. Was that you? I no. only ever had the old classic Sidewinder. Was that you, Rob, who had the big Sidewinder with the No, force no, I've never, I've never actually owned a PC joystick. Oh, there must be someone I know who owns. But me and Zach both had the uh, the 3D Pro, which was yeah. games for Windows. Uh, back when Microsoft Home was the uh, branding. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Fury Free. Fury Cubed or whatever it was. And um, uh, uh, hi, I'm Arnie Armstrong. And you're <laughs> playing Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft Monster Drunk Madness. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was classic. That was epic. And then, of course, your your <laughs> sidewinder managed to get the classic slightly brokenness, all <laughs> because you can't turn left. It, it, <laughs> it wasn't that sporadic in that it would occasionally not let you turn left. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was a classic slightly loose connection in there somewhere. I used to use so, that a lot to play uh, X Wing versus Tie Fighter. That was a bit. It was quite classic. well suited to that, though. Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was I really liked mm-hmm. that game. 
Like, yeah, so the throttle really on the side was great. Actually, I really can't remember me, why I had this joystick. Well, you've brought up a point that's actually worth mentioning here. Where the hell are space combat sims these days? No, they've disappeared. Yeah, Free Space well, 2 was, like was what I was going to mention. It was pretty much... Yeah, yeah but I don't really count a... X in that vein, though, are they? Because they're really, really complicated. <laughs> but that's they're more of a like simulation, elite, then. Aren't they? Aren't the X games a bit elite sort of, relative? Sort of, except that you sort of... I don't know, the interface was all a bit rubbish. You had, like, panels everywhere and... Well, yeah, try and, yeah. Try and control your ship whilst managing game. all the other instruments, and yeah, it was it was actually <laughs> quite a mess to play. Yes, but it was you probably did. It was a game that would definitely benefit from a joystick. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You'd need a mouse as well, though. You need, you know, and the keyboard. Well, yeah, that the... that was the problem because there was so much interface in it. You needed the joystick, and then you needed every single keyboard button as well. <laughs> yeah, well, you imagine that. Bits and pieces you had to activate. That Wasn't is a game X you the... could not have on console, could you? If you need a mouse and a joystick and every single key on the keyboard to control it. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't X the game where you, in order to, if you didn't have a joystick, in order to fly the ship, you had to click a certain part of the screen, then it put you in control of the ship. Then if you clicked elsewhere, um, your, your old controls no longer had control and you, because you'd be in a bit of the interface. It sort of acted yeah, like Windows of in the sense that, depending on where you clicked, if a certain bit of the window had focus, your controls yeah. were all different. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It was all kinds Rubbish. of weird things. It was it was way too much interface for the game that they'd made. They didn't get didn't streamline it enough. <laughs> a game whatever. that they made, yo. <laughs> there were some funny space games, weren't there? Do you remember I War? That had had sort of yeah. Real I totally I totally installed that on a USB stick. <laughs> it was like now I can play this anywhere. As in the two computers that I go to regularly, my computer and Rob's computer. I can play it straight off this USB stick because it's so tiny and requires like no resources to run. <laughs> now, hang on, is that the same game we're thinking? I'm that was the one is. with the iWar, wasn't that the one with the, uh, the, the the ship that was kind of yellow and cyan and sort of had bits of graffiti on it or something? I seem to remember yeah. the, the, the marketing shot that they always Oh, no, use. wait. The wait, one wait. you had was Hard War, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, Hard War. Hard yeah, that's war. the one. Hard Slightly war. different name. Yeah. They end with war. Hard one War was, hard was a sort of... Lie. Hardware was a sort of very sort of very foggy yellow planet thing where you could fly yeah, around. Yeah, it was sort of a sort of a space flying sim only on a planet, but obviously no gravity or anything. The ships were repulsive lift or whatever, you know, anti gravity. But the weird thing yeah. about Hardware is like the ships were solar powered, so uh, when you were flying on the flying in nighttime, you had to keep parking under lamps to recharge. <laughs> it was a really bizarre system. I never got into it very far, because it was like, what the fuck is going on? It didn't That's really explain so anything. You know, if you had a solar-powered car, you'd want to, like, plug into it, rather than sitting under the under the street lamps at night to recharge it. You'd want <laughs> yeah, to, like, plug it into it. extremely weird. That's quite strange. Yeah. You should definitely play some Free Space 2, though, man. That that That's still a good-looking game, I think. It, space is pink and all that. <laughs> it's okay. It, it's it's slightly so deficient now, obviously, but the yeah. the uh, the open source work has made it a bit better. Yeah, they've got and, some uh, good explosions on that open source stuff. Like they were making a, a a battlefield mod for that, but that seems to have stalled to a halt as they they always do. In fact, it's split into two halves. You know how mod teams tend to like <laughs> fracture. Yeah, it was called uh, Beyond the Red Line. It looked quite cool because you had the um. Oh, Battlestar! Uh, a... You said not Battlestar. Yeah, Battlestar. 
Yeah, yeah. Battlestar. It was a total conversion for Free Space 2. They released a demo, actually, which is more than most mods managed to do. But, yeah, it wasn't that great, was it? Zach, you played no. it, didn't you? I couldn't yeah. get it to run. It was a bit... It was like they tried to... Oh, well, because, I mean, obviously they were like, we can simulate the way that the pilots piloting these ships actually works in the in the program, where it's like, you know, actual space where your inertia matters and you can turn around and shoot things behind you while you're still going forwards and all this. But yeah. that doesn't really work for a game unless you've got a very well-made control system that actually allows you to do that fluidly. And, like, it yeah. just wasn't very easy to actually do those things. You so can't you tap that sort of pilot, thing on. Like, normally. Yeah, you can't tack that sort of physics onto a game that's already got its own control screen that works perfectly well, you know, because it just becomes confusing. It's kind of like, because they did that in Freelancer as well. There was like a button you could hit where, you could, where you'd coast in the direction you were going and then yeah, you'd turn yeah. around and shoot things, but you never did it. <laughs> like it a skidding, useless. space skid button, basically. Well, the yeah. problem was is it made you completely vulnerable. Vulnerable, because you, 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 you were just traveling no... in a straight line. Yeah, it'd be really yeah, yeah. easy to shoot at you. Yeah, Fine if you're, like, uh, not really under much fire and you want to do a strafing run on a uh, big-ass ship. But, but when were you never not under a shit ton of fire in Freelancer? <laughs> yeah. Now, that's another good game. Now, I mean, it wasn't perfect. Uh, uh, the story missions ha- were okay, but the unscripted uh, missions it made up were just too tedious. Yeah, but that was kind of... And you a lot of them. Yeah. in order yeah, to progress did. the story. It was like, you need to be level 4 to move on to the next story mission. Go and grind some shit for several hours. And the grinding was really, really hours. Oh, and my favourite thing about that game was that Zach didn't realise for uh, at the longest time. In fact, I didn't realise for a long time, but when I found out, I thought it was hilarious that you could press escape. I think it was escape while someone's talking and you didn't have to listen to... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we oh, you're, 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 you're new around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have an agreement and, and, with the people who own this place. That's right. We don't own this place, but we have an agreement. Have an agreement with people with who people do. Who do. <laughs> yeah, it's like you hear it about ten thousand times as you're playing that game. It's not even if you're going out of your way to seek all these special missions, because as you're saying, you have to do them. You know, just in order to progress the story, because you have to level up to that certain level where the story continues. So. Anyone who's playing through that game from start to finish will hear that exact phrase a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. <That was laughs> it's like, annoying. it became a sort of a meme thing, didn't it, almost? In fact, I bet if I put that on Reddit, just that quote, that I bet it would get upvoted. <laughs> That'd be quite funny. What was it again? We just said it. But uh, that was the classic one, We don't it? own we this don't place, own but this we place. have an understanding with the people who do. Exactly, that was genius. <laughs> but yeah, you could just... Because, of course, what they are saying was just a stock phrase, and then it came up with the mission briefing, which was in a, in a text window. And yeah, because obviously did. they didn't voice over that shit. Yeah, they didn't have that. They didn't even it. have, like, a generic voice sample where it's like, we need you to kill these people <laughs> or something. No, I mean, it's really weird, because if you look at... I mean, fair enough for budgeting reasons and stuff, but it's amazing how how much voice acting there is these days in something like Mass Effect 2, where I know that's a a really, really well-produced game. But literally everything has been recorded. Oh, no, the game I'm thinking of that's amazing is uh, Deus Ex. If you think back, that, that that game is... I know I go on about that game, but it's about oh, yeah. 10 years everyone old. Everyone talks. And, like, everyone talks in that game. It's amazing. And I that don't know how they amazing. did that. Yeah, if you think about Probably it. Probably by having then. bad actors. <laughs> oh, yeah, some of the acting's really bad, but... Uh... <laughs> it was probably quite cheap. You know, some of the... There's a scene in that 
uh, that uh, keeps coming into my head, and I keep thinking it's from a film or something, but then I have to keep reminding myself it's actually from from Deus Ex. Um, uh, like when you go in, you know, Sandra Renton or whatever, you know, the hotel in yeah. the... Yeah, and she's in the back alley with that punk or whatever. Jerry or whatever. Yeah, and you have to knock him out or whatever. But just his sort of speech where he's talking like, I told you, don't play with me, that amateur, unprofessional bullshit and all that stuff. It's really funny. The obvious conversation to remember from from Deus Ex is (laughs) when you first come across Gunter and Agent Navarra talking about the vending machine. I wanted orange, it gave me lemon lime. (laughs) So you think the staff have some kind of plot? <laughs> you think classic. there is a conspiracy? Yes, they do it on purpose. It's the maintenance man. Yeah. It's in great dialogue <laughs> in that one. Anyway, enough about Deus Ex. But yes. yeah, so free space. Now I can so finish up with saying? two more games. Yes, <laughs> if two necessary. more games. Two more games that really we don't need to talk about and there's not very much to talk about and it's really boring to talk about. <laughs> Guess what they are? <laughs> Perfect. What's really boring to talk about, Rob? Any Your Fortress. Yeah, yes, that's, that's one of them. <laughs> okay. And the other one? Yeah, no one cares. Yep. Well, the other <laughs> one is, of course, Eve. Oh, Which I've okay. already talked about extensively. So well, let's, there let's new just quickly do through these, go through these two things. Dwarf Fortress, yeah. nothing new. Hasn't even been a bug, sit, bug fit since I last talked, but I've just been playing it a lot because it's still awesome. And that's that done. Right? <laughs> now on to Eve. Um, there's the patch coming up, in theory. Uh, I f- think it has the date of May the 18th, so What's it's in the starting patch, to get then? close. Uh, planetary interaction is the new thing, where you'll be able to, in a sort of vaguely sort of, uh, it reminds me of how the resources, how you get resources in um, shit, what's called? Supreme <laughs> Commander. Mass Effect. Oh, no. no, Supreme Commander. Well, probably Mass Effect as well, but I haven't seen Mass Effect 2, so I can't say. It's like you scan the planet and then it shows you like resource hotspots and it puts up little icons where you drop buildings onto them and then you link them up into a resource train or whatever by the looks of it. This is all still, it's not even remotely close to finish, even though it's only a month away. So can anyone do this to a planet then? Well, this is the thing where I went and read their like preview page and everything. And it says in, in, in like a, in their sort of like describing it, it says it will be accessible to new players and veterans alike. To which my automatic reaction is, yeah, right. Because <laughs> whenever they make anything that they say will be accessible to new players, new players does not mean like someone who's just joined the game. It's like you need millions of millions of money and you need like some amount of skills because there'll obviously be skills to train to use these things. So that would yeah, be of course. some amount of time before you can use them. And then well, all the modules and stuff them, will cost some amount of money to build. It's like, but <laughs> at least this time it has said that you'll be able to do this in high security. So it will actually be possible for me to do this. Because <laughs> I don't like, go outside high security. But how many planets can there be? I mean, I know it's a huge universe or whatever, but in high security, surely everyone's going to be clamoring over the planets to try and well, mine them. I don't know, because, I mean, there's like... There's some something in the region of, like, ten planets per system, more or less. Yeah. And... You know, it isn't that difficult, even in high sec, to be in a system where there's only like two people in it. So yeah, but that's know, only at, I, at one time, isn't it? I mean, well, I can see. Things are... I can see there's. Well, the real question is, how does this all work? It's like when you scan a planet, is that independent for you, or do you see everyone else's stuff that's already there, and it like so people can occupy the spaces? Oh, I so mean, you think multiple people could mine the same? 
Space. Yeah, I think okay. I think it's quite possible that multiple people can mine the same planet, but I'm not sure, you know, whether there's like you can't put buildings too close to other people's buildings or whatever, or whether you'll even see them. I imagine you will yeah. see them because otherwise that'd be kind of dumb from MMO environment. Yeah, because then there's no interaction at all. That's not much fun, is it? That's pretty much exactly against Eve's plan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine you should be able. I mean, I can see the planets being big enough to have several people all extracting resources from the various hotspots on it. But do you think, like, corporations will come in and uh, with a bunch of members uh, and uh, take over a whole planet and, like, be all mining? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Basically, yes. I mean, the real question will be, like, question will be, like, how the rush for resources happens. Like, how, how easily can you lock down the resources so that no one else can get them, or how you know basically what resources will you be extracting and how popular will they be and will it be worthwhile to actually do it all these kinds of things that are total unknowns at the moment so then obviously as soon as this patch goes live there'll just be an insane rush (laughs) where everyone will be like let's get planets just to see whether they're worth anything i bet they won't be worth too much initially and they'll like bump it up after people no i think i think normally it will be the other way around it'll probably it'll probably be worth quite a lot to start with but then it will tail off quite quickly it was like oh, okay. ice mining when that first was introduced. It was like, you mine a piece of ice, and one chunk of ice is worth a million quid! <laughs> and now they're worth, <laughs> like... Awesome. I like how you nearly said quid with an F there. A million for quid. <laughs> a million fucking quid. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck quid. It's yeah. isk. It, it? Yes, it is isk, but I, I was trying not to say isk, because that sounds weird. I quite like isk. A I think it's better than isk. saying, you know, so many uh, sci-fi universes just say credits or something boring. I think isk that is quite, true. It's quite good. But uh, uh, yeah, so this big rush for planets will be occurring. In preparation, I've been wandering around my local systems and then like taking note of interesting planets. Or I reckon well, isk. No, I say for international space cash. Yeah, they probably <laughs> do. It almost certainly does. With a K. So yeah. what, what do you mean looking for like? No, interesting planets and what, what's interesting about them at the moment how would well, you know what i've been doing at the moment is i've said interesting but that's actually a lie i've just been recording all the planets and they they like all the planets already have like a variety of data <laughs> attached to them which at the moment in the game has absolutely no significance yeah, and even with flavor. this coming patch i'm not entirely convinced it will anyway but there's things the like... same with um, mass effect 2 as well like every single and mass effect 1 i think uh, every yeah, single planet every has planet a load has of flavor text of... Yeah. It all has all the data about the planet for no reason, and someone then... at Bioware has the job <laughs> to like make up this crap for every single planet in the universe. Yeah, the but galaxy. in evil, it's like obviously auto generated for the different types of planet and like their distance from the stars and stuff. But then it has all the stuff like temperature and atmospheric pressure and escape velocity and it's like you could theoretically imagine that that might be used like escape velocity certainly it's like you have to launch this shit that you're mining off the planet back into space so surely escape velocity should be important if you find a planet with lower escape velocity your cost will be lower but then yeah. again i somewhat doubt that that'll actually be the case i mean in the real real world of space <laughs> mining if that ever happened that would be the most important thing because i mean it costs vastly more to launch you know um a lump of coal mined on earth into space than it does to mine the coal in the first place doesn't it you know? yeah so i've been going around looking at the planets and recording all these various <laughs> data where it's like this might come in useful but maybe it won't but really the most probably the most important thing to record is the type of planet because that will obviously affect what resources you get out of it and well, some like planets are kind planet. of rare 
So it's like you go around and it's like, oh, gas giant, gas giant, gas giant. There's bloody millions of gas, gas giants, so presumably they're yeah. not going to be important. Uh, I've only found one oceanic planet so far, so I'm, I took definite note of that. It's like, that'll probably be the first planet I go to when I get, when I get my hands on whatever this planetary interaction is. Okay. It's like, ah, that planet is slightly rarer than all these other planets. Therefore, whatever comes off it will be slightly rarer and slightly more expensive. <laughs> is water a unit in the game? Do people need that? Yes, you can already get water off the market through unspecified okay. means, NPC sale. So presumably you can mine water or some other resources. So I took note of that. And, but then you can really tell that all these statistics that are attached to plants are auto-generated because they don't make any sense most of the time. It's like gas giants whose atmospheric pressure is rated as very low and planets... Okay. It's like the temperature of planets only depends on their distance from the star. So you could have ice planets that are incredibly hot because they're right next to the star. <laughs> That's great. And I did find one planet that is totally bugged out, which just has really fucked up numbers. It's obviously an error, but there's like its surface temperature is like a quarter as hot as the star of the system. And it has an pre- atmospheric pressure of like 15,000 kilopascals. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Where is this? What, is it like really close to the sun then? If it's no, determined... it's just a regular planet. But obviously something has bugged out in the random number generation and has given it ridiculous numbers in its statistics. So it's oh, like, yes. maybe I'll have to go back and mine this planet just to, just to see what the fight happens. Probably yeah, well, nothing, it, but it'll be funny. <laughs> if, if there really is a link between these randomly generated stats that are already there and the resources that are going to be there after the mining patch, then some of these glitched out ones are going to have like ridiculous resources. Yeah, that would be quite funny if, it, if the, those numbers actually do mean anything. So I, I've, that's why I've been taking notes of these planets. I did find a couple of planets that might be awesome if escape velocity is important. Where I found one where it's like its escape velocity is like one meter per second. It's like yes, <laughs> thought stuff into space super cheaply. Yeah, that'd be easy to get away from. Don't jump too hard though. <laughs> Standing on the surface, yeah, flying to space. <laughs> so that's what's going to be happening with Eve soon. Although okay. saying soon, it's like another three or four weeks away. So we won't <laughs> we won't be hearing anything more in this podcast until a month probably okay well i'm sure you'll let us know when um when uh, that patch goes live and yes when i actually have something more to talk about things might get interesting incredible space koalas space koalas <laughs> that's what you think isk stands for <laughs> they're trading oh. in incredible <laughs> <Okay>. space koalas <laughs> how, how many incredible space koalas do you have now zach I have currently somewhere in the region of 950 million <laughs> incredible space koalas. Nice. <laughs> That's a lot of koalas. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Although the best thing is, like, because you get, like, random bits of crappy loot that don't, you know, you never use and just they just build up over time. Things that drop out of, like, NPC pirate stations that have no reason for existing like janitors or whatever <laughs> so i've got a, like you, you gradually build them up over time they tend to drop in like quantities of 10 but then it's like so i've got like my hangar has like 500 janitors just standing around what are like, janitors in the game what you what do you mean the, like, they're just like clean stuff yeah the, the, it's like you destroy an npc like bunker or whatever and some janitors pop out <laughs> and then you pick them up <laughs> But they're totally pointless because you can't. They're not actually used for anything in the game. They're just like a random trade good. So you can't use them to clean your own spaceship. <laughs> no, unfortunately. But you get all kinds of weird people, like marines, and and of course the classic one is exotic dancers. It's like you have to collect most exotic dancers. 
Why? You could so <laughs> you can sell these. Pervert. <laughs> you can sell these things. Yeah, and, boy. But they have they have no value. Yeah, they have like if you look on the market at all the people who are actually selling them, they're like tennis <laughs> for a janitor. I, I I would um I would definitely um sell my janitor for ten incredible space wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be worth it. <laughs> it. It's weird. ISK is actually quite a difficult one to think of decent meanings for, other than infantile sex kangaroos. I don't know. <laughs> but isn't isn't ISK actually that's actually Iceland currency, isn't it? Is it? It might be. Yeah, they're, I think it might be. They're international. Hang on, Kroger I should consult the internet. <laughs> Iceland currency. Well, it's because Iceland in, in Icelandic is spelled I-S. Something, yeah. something. <laughs> so yeah, Iceland currency. Uh, uh, they didn't really think that. No, I don't think it stands for Iceland currency with a K. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> it could do. Uh, let's see, currency. Probably more likely that the is cock or something. I don't know. It's Icelandic krona. It is indeed. I said krona. I don't know why I had that in my head. I thought I krona, had... the beer, not the no, beer. Krona. It's with a K. Oh, krona. Okay. Not Corona. Oh, I really wish it was. Icelandic Corona. I- Icelandic beer. <laughs> the I- Icelandic Mexican beer. Oh, no. really weird. Yes, so that is what it stands for. It's spelled I-S. I-S-L-E-N-S-K. Honestly, Volcano. Yeah. Well, what happened was that there was a big financial collapse, wasn't there, in Iceland. All the banks failed and... And uh, their currency failed, didn't it? I presume. Well, the best so, thing about that, it was... so they gathered together all the currency and they shoved it all into a volcano. And now that ash has gone all, all <laughs> over Europe, and we can't fly anywhere. So money cloud. It's a story of Isk. Well, the cl- the classic thing about about Iceland and Eve is apparently, according to the Eve front page, they've just been awarded the like Icelandic pres- presidency award for best export or something for their continued. Income for the country of Iceland <laughs> by selling yeah, because, Eve online because everything else went crap and yeah, Eve was the only, like thing, the only thing that's supporting the economy. <laughs> that's quite funny. The be- Go gaming. Be- I imagine World of Warcraft is a considerably larger economy than Eve, but well, yeah. Soon they'll be the nation of Blizzard. The nation. Blizzard versus Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like a very cold Armageddon going on in the in the coincidence. The land. I think not. <laughs> the land of MMORPGs. The Old Republic is coming up as well. I keep seeing videos for that. I, I still don't think it looks that great. It, it basically no. looks like it looks like World of Warcraft, like graphically. And you'd think, um, you know, that that's one thing they'd want to improve on if they're coming out in two thousand and ten. They could kick it up a notch now quite easily. Yeah, you'd think so. Even if they were trying to target the majority of users, say, uh, you know, aim aim ahead if you're going to last any time. Yeah, it seems odd because, like, and well, all the combat... the hell of a long time on shitty graphics. <laughs> yeah, but the space games was... are easier. Well, yeah, it was easier bad look. looking. Even, yeah. even before the uh, new patch, it was never that bad looking. You know, everything was shiny and there was plenty of bloom and glare and it all sort of worked yeah space games um, are just yeah. easier to render obviously because... you don't have to render as much yeah you don't have to render the environments you only have to Black. render the ships but still the worst thing about eve is the stupid star map in the background <laughs> i 
I liked how in one of the when when they did the graphics patch and they were like one of the patch notes said updated the star map and I was like holy shit yes it might not look crap but what they actually did was basically open the star map in whatever image editing they were program they're using and dot some more white dots all over it <laughs> it's like there's more stars woo it's still as shitty quality as it ever has been hmm it's really disappointing the map of the galaxy. Yeah, but it's that's the, that's the other problem with it because it's not. It's just like it's just the static background image with like a nebula and then white dots all over it to simulate stars. It would you know, be like the so sky much box more awesome. The stars. Oh, so much I see. more awesome if the if it literally you know took the positions of all the other neighboring stars in the galaxy and plotted them. I don't see why they don't do that. That would be awesome. They should it's definitely because do that. it's a lot of effort that no one would notice. I, I don't know. Notice. And it would look better than what they've got at the moment. <laughs> Where are all these nebulas? That's always my other problem with the Eve background. Every system you're in has a nebula in the sky. It's like, where are all these nebulas? You're never actually in a nebula. <laughs> well, maybe they're like right. above or below the kind of plane of the uh, the Eve universe, because the Eve universe is kind of mapped out on a near enough on a solid plane, isn't it? And the... Well, it's not incredibly flat, there yeah, 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 but you know, the, the, if you were to consider the entirety of it, it's quite a line. Yes, that would work if the if the nebulas were really far away, but you could jump from system to system, and you look, and it's a different nebula between oh. two very, fairly <laughs> close stars. Yeah, yeah okay, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it is literally just a ridiculous background. I wish they'd update it. That'd be really cool if you could look at a star in the sky and you could sort of turn on a mode whereby you could mouse over it and it would tell you what it was and it would also show you it on the map. So you could be like, I want to go there. Oh, wait, that's really far away. Okay, what about <laughs> this one? Oh, it's like two stars over. Okay. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Really, I mean, I really don't know why they didn't do it. I mean, presumably it would be a lot of effort the first time to generate, even if they were literally just images generated based on the positions of the stars relative to each other. It would be a lot of effort to do it the first time. You'd have to do it with some kind of, you know, programmatical, it would go through, compare the position of each stars, paint them onto the sky map, and then generate that picture. That would just be so much more awesome. (laughs) Well, what what word did he mean? Programmatical. Just just programmatic. (laughs) Programmatic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it? It's procedural, isn't it? Yes, yeah. procedural. Programmatical. Grammatical. Grammatical styles. Procedural. <laughs> Dramatical grammaticals. <laughs> okay, oh, yes. Dear. This is planet right. I before E. No, not after C. It's not after, not after the C. The Great War of Sea. The they don't War get along. Of sea? The Great War of Sea. Yeah, that's why. That's why you know, uh, I has to get in. The, that's why E has to get in between C and I. You know, stop them having a fight. Oh, it's like a sort of Cold War situation standoff. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, a <laughs> grammar politics. <laughs> so, but speaking of ask... politics. <laughs> Has anyone what? actually decided who they're going to vote for yet? Um, I'm... Wow, that's, that's a heavy topic. That is a heavy topic. <laughs> it's serious time again. Welcome to serious time. Mainly because, obviously, the digital economy bill happened, and it's a big pile of shit. And, yeah, that's, um, a big, that's a big 
bastard, isn't it? And uh, Labour should quite literally be hung well, it's by their scrotums. Peter Bloody Mendelssohn. But the Tories would have done the same thing, so it's not really... Important. Yeah, probably. But, I tell um, you what, I know, I know who someone is waiting for, and this is hilarious in, in, in a way that is entirely not hilarious. BMP. <laughs> My grandma is voting BMP. <laughs> Oh, really? that's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? No way. <laughs> Perhaps you shouldn't be saying this on the internet in case she gets lynched. Yeah. She's a lot of saying it, luckily. It, it's it's hilarious, but entirely not hilarious. She only, what? she only does it because of generic old person dislike of immigrants, you know. <laughs> but why? Age old racism. Yeah, it, it's a very generic old person kind of, you know. They're just de- default racist, even though you know they don't. Know, they don't know any better. <laughs> it's just how they were brought up. Yeah, but old people now are not. Old people now. When were they born? Like, I don't know. See, I'm just saying they're not that old. They are, but like it's 2010. You know. <laughs> yeah, they were. You know, we're talking. Most of them are post-war era now, aren't they? Exactly. Exactly. Like, mate, born during the war, maybe. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Or... Unless they hold some grudges from the Cold War and things. Those commies. What's that got? To... Yeah. What's that got to do with Im- immigrants, though? None of them are like commies. I don't know. Maybe. You know, well, I don't know. You, know. you never know. I suppose the Polish weren't originally commies, but they 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 are brought up with stupid <laughs> education, I guess. And yeah, uh, the Polish. That's been. Assume the that last, they sort like... of sound Russian. <laughs> That's been in the last few years, though, the Polish. Yeah, That's it, only since they still, joined the EU. And... Even now, even with this current generation of old people that are, like, just starting to get post-war or sort of mid-war, there's still, like, you still get the generic racism, where it's like, ah, oh, black people. And it's like, if, you're mar- if like, your daughter is marrying a black person, that's still a big deal to, to old people currently. Yeah, Not for I much guess. longer, I suspect. <laughs> no. Still, I thought that was more wonder. of a deal of the classic sort of, you know, Asian families not wanting them to marry into Caucasian uh, realms. Oh, there's all kinds of prejudices. Kingdoms. But I'm just wondering, like, surely your grandmother has, like, voted a probably Tory, Labour or Tory or whatever for all her life, probably, since, you know, since she could vote. Yeah. You know, why, why would you change to the BNP? Well, surely she'd vote Tory. That would make perfect sense. She probably voted for Thatcher and, you know, all these Because years. suddenly it's an, it's like it's the classic sort of new option when you're disillusioned with the, what the other people are doing because goddamn politicians never do what you tell them to or what they promise they're going to do. So eventually it's you're all... going to end up voting for some retarded party. That's all turned into a goddamn middle ground, isn't it? None of the parties do anything dramatically different enough to... Uh, well, none of the major guys sort of to to warrant voting for them almost. Well, that's that's, what, that's, that's, that's kind say. of how that's kind of how my opinion is going now because it's like even if Conservatives get in, which they will this time, because let's be honest, Labour doesn't stand a chance. Um, they'll 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 get in and they'll then go right. We're in power, yay! Let's have a big party and then do nothing. Yeah. Well, there might that's be a hung parliament yeah. at this rate. It is looking increasingly likely after that television debate which was i don't know why everyone <laughs> well, that's was the so other classic thing isn't it everyone like... in the media was so surprised by like nick griffin in inverted commas winning that debate but it was clegg. practically clegg. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. clegg. Nick nick. clegg okay sorry wrong nick sorry yeah, <laughs> the bmp is BNP. winning apparently yeah yeah <laughs> okay nick clegg i don't even know him anyway but yeah 
No. And it, it was almost inevitable from the beginning because, you know, it gives him equal weighting with the others, you know, because it's, there's three in the debate, whereas, you know, in the parties, you know, Tory and Labour are much bigger. But um, Listening to him was, talk, though, he doesn't sound like he dodges questions, or at least... He, you know, he, 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 at the very least, he's confusing me into, into thinking. He's, he's not dodging. <laughs> he's a better politician, in other words. He's quite straightforward. He's doing his job respect. better. But, well, I yeah, mean, at the very least, he comes across as slightly more believable. And, uh, you know, when, when asked about the difficult questions such as immigration things and his, his new system to tackle it and, uh, potentially, I think he had a system about, you know, how to get harsh on illegal immigrants and things. He sort of, uh, when p- some people asked him, it's like, well, hang on, what you're, what you're asking is actually going to be pretty tough. How, can, how do you expect, like, illegals to actually come forward and say, yeah, I'm illegal, and, uh, in order to act on this? And he's like, yeah, you know what, it's going to be pretty tough. I'm not, <laughs> it's not going to be totally straightforward. Yeah, he had this amnesty idea, hasn't he? Sort of. Like, he's yeah. trying to deflect, but that, that's what he's doing. But he has a good point, which is that the other parties are saying, no, we can't have an amnesty. If you're illegal, we're, you're going to be deported. And he's saying, well, there's... Like, How are you going uh, to know? If you're illegal yeah. and you're here, then you're somehow you're getting away with it. So why yeah. not you know, help those guys that are here, at least? And then, and um, then make sure that the other guys who are coming and then, don't... Yeah, and then jam up the, the rest of it. I think the well, labour system with the uh, ID cards... <laughs> The for not for Fake. everyone, but for um for the uh, immigrants. So you can't you can't get a job if you haven't got a, if you're an immigrant. You haven't got one of these ID cards. That way, if you are illegal immigrant, you're not going to get any work and you're going to be screwed. So you're going to have to leave anyway, aren't you? Really? So that seems fairly sensible, to be honest. Hmm. What I want knows? in politics, in order to make me care even slightly, is more ridiculousness. Well, not really ridiculousness, but more like... <laughs> what? More ridiculousness! <laughs> more vigorousness towards stupid More cats like, in Parliament. I want people... I want some politician or some political party to be, like, super pro, like, fusion power. We're going to dump money at research into fusion power until it actually happens. <laughs> Stop pissing around. Get on with it. I'm really bored of not having fusion power. <laughs> yeah, they're quite moderate, aren't they? Yeah. In general. No, even, even the sort of, you know, the ones that we know won't get to power, like Green and... Uh, to a lesser extent, well, I don't know. Have you heard about the new party? I just got a leaflet through the door today about them. It's like I've never oh, heard of you. You can't desktop publish. I'm not interested. <laughs> they, they've, they've accidentally um, left like new new document on their page, and then thought, oh yeah, new party. That's great. But you know, I mean, even <laughs> even they aren't saying we're going to outright sort of completely and utterly change the way we're doing it. I mean, Green obviously are saying we're going to look into renewable resources, but. You know, yeah, weirdly, they, they don't sound particularly convict. You know, they don't seem to say it with massive conviction. It's not like, right, we're going to push for green. We're going to absolutely do it. Um, yeah, it's like they're, they're all. No matter what happens, it's like you never see any dramatic change. It's just like gradual shifts from what we already had. Like fuck moderate, that shit. Moderately, basically. I want fusion power. I want space travel. <laughs> I want. God damn it! Let's hurry up and get this goddamn human race doing shit again. Yeah, I mean, it, if, if we're going to be trying to fix this, like the the global energy crisis, and you know, screw global warming and all that, probably the biggest issue that seems to be completely overlooked is the energy issue. About you know, it's not going to be long, I reckon, until we start running out of fuel, or at least until there's not enough fuel to keep Britain afloat, because um, our supply chains are starting to run a bit shit and all that jazz. Um, Nobody really seems to care about that, and it's 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 kind of a big deal. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, if green like... solutions are the solution to that problem, then fine. Surely we should be tackling that with slightly more urgency than uh, 
uh, this is, you know, taxes. And it's like this is probably uh, the most racism. ridiculous thing for like someone who is twenty five years old to be saying. But it's like the goddamn human race is moving so slowly. Get on with it. <laughs> Why are we not progressing? We have. I know. It's, it is an absolute. That's a really good point to me. We're stagnated. There's no space race. There's no. Uh, you know, progress is is slow, except in the field of mobile phones and games. <laughs> thankfully for us, but yeah, gaming indeed is <laughs> the only I thing. Sort out those, those hydrogen cars as well, so they they damn well work. Yeah, where is where is progress? Damn it. We may have only been alive for 25 years, but I'm already bored of this shit. I know. How there's been years? a lot of progress in areas that we care about, to be honest, if you just look back 10 years well, and what's yeah. happened with the yeah, internet. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely incredible what's happened in the past 10 years with broadband and all that stuff. I mean, we should totally stuff. be on the moon by now. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Obama <laughs> sort of cancelled that, and then he's gone back in and said, okay, we're... Uh, everyone was uh, upset because he was like, no, we're not doing this as a Ryan project thing. It's a bad idea. And everyone's like, no, we need manned spaceflight. And now he's come back in and he said, right, I, uh, well, this is the sense to do it. And uh, we're to the Mars by 2030 or something. No, no, like no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that space travel is what we should be looking at. Exactly. Well or, you know. Fusion power first, I say. Yeah. So- solve the energy issue and use that to power space travel. There you go. <laughs> cunning yes that's basically the plan as far as logical ordering people you have to have something before you can do the next thing i still think it's stupid where it's like we're going to build the international space station and in 2010 it will be mostly finished and then like two years later we're done we'll just let it crash <laughs> yeah it is weird isn't it it's because they can't like service it, can they? Because the shuttle's going to be retired. So that is the got worst this... thing. Where it's just like we're building this awesome space station, except now we can't use it any longer because we don't have any way of getting there. <laughs> Great plan. I don't know. It's it is going to be extended past what you're saying. Two years. It's going to be extended for at least another five, I think. But um... well, they've been how long they kept Mir going. That's like nothing, considering well, it's literally pretty much only just being finished now. <laughs> That's There's true. no plans for a shuttle replacement, though, are there at the moment? No, not currently. I mean, why not just make we... shuttle two? <laughs> yeah, but that's not going to take us beyond low Earth orbit, which is the aspirational thing. For no, I guess, but you still need something to if you're going to do space research up there to you know to get you to and from. It seems a bit retarded to just abandon it. If you're going to do actual proper proper space travel, you clearly need engines that aren't just mixing chemicals together. You need yeah. something more technological than burning shit, basically. Solar sails. They had well, that great idea in the sixties, didn't they, with the with the nuclear propulsion drive thing, where they could literally get. But yeah, but that was the sixties where everything was nuclear powered. That was amazing, though. I mean, that genuinely works. The only the problem is getting it off um off you know the initial part of getting it into orbit because it's incredibly dangerous like blasting and super nuclear, heavy and <laughs> nuclear bombs into space but once you get it up there you can it, it, they like shove a nuclear bomb out the back of the spaceship and then detonate it and they have a big big plate a big pusher plate which is made of like solid iron or something with a bunch of uh, pistons and uh, springs whatever cushioning the impact and it just takes the impact from the nuclear bomb and as an impulse and it yes. just you just keep doing that and you get the basically most incredible specific very impulse. very much a giant chunk of metal flying in space is incredibly expensive to get that yeah. out of out of earth and into orbit 
Clearly, we need but... like asteroid mining or some shit. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. There's resources there that. And there's some kind of. Um, you can, you're not even allowed to use nuclear power in space because it comes under that stupid no yeah. nuclear space weapons treaty or whatever. Yeah, it's a treaty problem. That's the that's the reason why. But not well, that anyone would do it. I mean, seriously. I don't. Know, I think it's like they you are... get nuclear submarines, which is the oh, equivalent of being though, in space. Well, yeah, but you're not, not really literally blowing up nuclear weapons to propel a submarine. But you can still use a regular nuclear power to propel a spaceship. Well, not so easily because you need nuclear rockets or jets actually expel. Whereas a nuclear uh, submarine is already in a medium whereby it can propel itself via the use of a propeller. So all you need to do is drive a shaft. Whereas obviously that's no use, you know, going in, going through the but you know, hydrogen scoop or whatever. (laughs) All these stupid theoretical (laughs) theoretical technologies that don't exist but should. God damn it. (laughs) Tachyons and freaking plasma scoops. It's all about scooping. Star ice cream. Yeah. What I want to see in my lifetime, I want to see uh, asteroids. I want to see comets (laughs) being diverted to crash into Mars. Because God damn it, let's terraform that place. (laughs) So, um, so guys. Zach, because so... you need to get water onto Mars, and it's like, how are you going to do it? Crash comets into it, obviously. So uh, we have a big question coming up on on May the sixth. We have to uh, we have to choose the party that's going to crash comets onto Mars. So uh, <laughs> who are we going to vote for? Who are we voting for? Gordon Brown, the uh, uh, I think he has Cameron, the face for it. He has the face for crash comets. Well, should we Mars? just drive Gordon Brown's face into Mars? <laughs> I don't... Would that be enough know. to put it off course, possibly crashing into the sun? <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. You have to drive his face into it. You just have to look at it for a long time. Well, you mean, do you reckon if he smiles at it, you get like a royal rainbow coming out of his teeth? <laughs> and... Yes. I don't yeah. honestly think that any of the uh, any of the uh, parties that are running for this election have that as part of any of their manifestos. I don't no, know what, I, what, see, what, royal rainbow exactly teeth. What I was talking about. No, no parties have fusion power or space flight or crashing comets into Mars on their agenda, and therefore I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't read the uh, leaflet from the new party that's come to <laughs> That's true. I will have to read that later today just to make sure. You never know, they that might this... be one of their policies. They have this rather stupid and fairly unbelievable checklist in the back that seems to, again, it seems to assume that they'll get into power, but I suppose they kind of have to have their policies list. But it's just like... These parties are doing virtually nothing. In fact, the Lib Dems and UKIP and the BNP have nothing but red crosses. But somehow, we can lower taxes, we can improve public services, we can uh, <laughs> improve the economy and uh, make sure we're greener than green greens. And uh... <laughs> Generic promises, woo. Yes, let's just promise everything and hope for the best. We won't come up with anything original, no. We'll just say, you know, you know all, all you guys we'll do what all these good guys stuff. Do, except better. Yeah. <laughs> And you, you and improve nothingness. Right. So I guess we ought to talk about what Rob's been playing. <laughs> I think that might be a good idea. We've we've done serious time, which then morphed into entirely not serious time. It morphed into space, space nuclear comet diversion using Brown's face hamsters. And hamsters. hamsters. Oh and yeah. 
space koalas. Hamsters power everything, you know. The Eve server is powered by hamsters. This reminds me of a conversation I think I've had before with... Was it... I suspect we've had, had this obviously before. Yeah, me and Zach, I'm sure we had some kind of political kind of vision for the future. Oh, no, not the... Oh, you're, no. You're thinking of the loony party coming to power yeah. and all the fucked up shit that we imagine they do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, we don't want to think about Parliament. that. I think it involved diverting a lot of human waste into a into a chamber containing all the other politicians. Is that... Yeah, that yeah. may have been true. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. So we were Rob, bastards, what... apparently, as well. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Poor old Go us. Poor old Nick Griffin. Gas them with man juice. I'm not sure it was actually all the other political. I think it might have been one specific person. Yeah, but yeah. I can't remember who. Well, <laughs> let's just make it Nick Griffin. That would make sense, I think. <laughs> oh shit! We talked about poop again. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> I like. Oh, I can get tagged now. <laughs> Moving on to Rob quickly. Yes, what you've been playing, man? Oh, well, yeah. Again, like Zach, a bit of a eclectic mix of, uh, of poop. Um, <laughs> of games. I haven't really focused I, on I do not want an eclectic mix of poop, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Various different types. Really Ranging from the machine gun to the ghost poo. It's, uh... Games, Rob, games. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> gotcha, got it. On top of This is not the shit cast. <laughs> it's becoming the shit, guys. As Tim Westwood would say, get on message! <laughs> it's, uh, okay. Westwood. Uh, yeah, Serious Sam. I uh, finished it at last. You finished like Serious Sam? Yeah, what is this uh, HD the, uh, version? Yeah, Serious Sam HD. <laughs> Available on Steam. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it, it's, it's just... To, just to put this in perspective, imagine... Old school games with you know, your proper health system, your limited ammo, and uh, your inability to do anything crazy, and the AI's inability to do anything other than run at you and shoot, um, and then have millions of enemies. I mean, quite literally, tons and tons and tons of them, and stupid enemies, and the occasional one-liner, and that is Serious Sam. Oh, and set it in Egypt as well, just for the hell of it. <laughs> so what's the final stand like? How many enemies are there in the last... The, well, the last stand, they actually do something a bit a bit different. They, um, it, In actual fact, it actually sort of tails off towards the end in terms of insanity yeah. for, for a brief period of time. Like Instead of getting difficult, it actually gets a bit easier because you end up in this area where there's respawning health packs and respawning ammo packs. So for a period of time, you just go, right, cannonball launcher, <laughs> I'm going to run everything over. And uh, that's kind of cool. But it's, it's quite easy. Uh, but then the, the last boss is particularly crazy because it eventually involves... if you It's one of these running sections, but if you stop, you're pretty much dead. If you miss um, some of the enemies, you're probably dead. Um, <laughs> and even when you get to the end, sometimes the cutscene will kill you. What? <laughs> I'm is that not intentional? Or is that yeah, well, no, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's intentional. But you get to the end, and you're supposed to get into the Great Pyramid at the ending while this giant... Um, enemy who's taller than the pyramid is chasing you um he's pretty big um and you you, you run past this, this this epically long straight bit of road with wearballs coming at you that want to run you down that's the problem if you miss them they then get behind you and you then can't see where they're coming whilst you're trying to run and then dodging them becomes impossible and you die whilst okay. being flung several hundred meters into the uh sand 
And uh, yeah, she gets to the top of the pyramid, and then you don't know where to go because the door's not open. You're just like, what's going on? You have to stand there for a bit, facing off nunchuckateers, which I must explain are <laughs> weird bone monsters that throw balls and chains at you from somewhere um, that look a little bit like nunchucks, so we call them nunchuckateers. They're really um, blaf- blasters, or whatever the f- those things are called, where you have like two heavy balls on a piece of string. Blasters? <laughs> what? Technical term. <laughs> oh, I'll have to look on the internet again. Molasses. I'll, I'll find this thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they throw those at you, but they, where they come from, no one knows. They sort of materialise out of their face. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you stand on the top of this pyramid phase and you say, well, what the fuck do I do? This, then this giant monster starts shooting homing giant suns at you. Um, well, they look like suns. They're humongous balls of yellow. Um, Is this the big main boss? Right? Yeah, kind of. Uh, but after a while, the door behind you to the pyramid opens and you go inside it. But if you get it just that little bit wrong, because by this point, you're quite dead. Um, yeah. You walk into the pyramid. But on the cutscene, the bullets are still coming. Oh no! <laughs> so these yellow balls follow you down the corridor and uh, can kill you. And does the camera just carry on as if you were still alive? Or no, no, no. The, it, it switches to first person and says you are dead. Oh, Game no. over. That's really lame. So the way I found to get round it was to just skip the cutscene. <laughs> Brilliant. So you don't <laughs> even see the final, the final yeah. scene because you're. Well, no, I eventually I managed to get it, so I got the cutscene to trigger, but while there was no bullets following me and I survived, but... Ah. And I was that a spectacular ending? Did you blow up the big bad guy? Eventually, yeah, you summon this giant spaceship who hovers over the top, and it's actually, you can kill it with weapons eventually, but its health regenerates over time, and uh, you essentially have to jump through four hoops. <laughs> Literally, you have to jump through hoops in order to... Um, <laughs> Uh, in order to cause this giant space laser from the mothership to sort of uh, um, zap it a bit. Space laser. Space laser. And then somehow it's a teleportation device for you, um, so you jump in it and uh, get teleported onto the spacecraft and then attempt to somehow use a telephone to dial the bad guy and say, yes, I'm coming for you. <laughs> but, of co- but of course you get the phone number wrong the first time you try to dial. Oh, of course. <laughs> Why would you be... You go onto an alien spaceship and you pick up a telephone <laughs> and you ring up the bad guy. Yeah, it's like, hi, is that mental? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, you know, I just kicked all your goons and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to get you soon. Uh, okay, nice talking to you. Bye. <laughs> Please leave a message after the beep. Oh damn! <laughs> I found it. It, it, it was. It's Bolas. 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 B O L A S. Bolas. Bolas. I. There you go. I'll post a link for you guys to look at. Oh, or I won't because it won't work. No. Oh wait, I'm on the wrong channel. Nunchuck it is. Bolas. Bolas. <laughs> so I think we'll stay with nunchuck it is. So yeah. Maybe bolases. Bolasuses. Bolasatators. That's even better than nunchuck it is. Bolasatators. Bolasitators. <laughs> they just sound like a really disgusting potato. <laughs> Bolasitators. I can't believe you have the bolacity to do that. <laughs> oh, dear. oh man, that's so blow bolatacious. I to say bodacious. <laughs> bodacious bolatators. Or you could use some of these other names. 
Although, <laughs> technically, from the, from the number check of ears, it's the two weights one. I'm not even sure how the hell you pronounce this. Av- Avastrusera. <laughs> oh no, Avastrusera it is. <laughs> hmm. I'm not even going to try, and- try and pronounce that second one, because it has an N with a wiggle over it. And fuck knows how you pronounce that. Who knows all these phonetics? <laughs> so when you're running from the big bad guy, are you running... What? And are you backpedaling while you're shooting? Or no, no, no. The enemy. Uh, while you're running to the pyramid, fortunately, the big bad guy doesn't shoot. Um, so, okay. you, or at least he doesn't shoot well enough at you. So you, you get to concentrate on the enemies in front, which include these uh, weird mech things that have a, a showing brain and a mysterious mouth, a bit like the alien, but with rocket launchers instead of arms. And, okay. uh, so they're so they're shooting at you. Um, you get the this onslaught of werebulls, which are probably the funniest enemy in the game because they just charge at you and you get shoved miles when you do. But you can casually sidestep and then they sort of go past because of momentum, and then okay. spend ages turning around. But as I said before, the problem is if you don't shoot those werebulls, you uh, they go past you and then start hitting you from behind where you're not looking because you're concentrating on shooting the guys shooting you in the face. And it's, well, can uh, they catch up to you after after you've dodged them and they pass? Yeah, them? yeah, they'll just turn around and come at you from behind. All right, and they're faster than you. Yeah, much faster. Oh, uh, okay. What are they? Just like bulls, then? Where, yeah, uh, yeah, werewolf bulls. <laughs> yeah, supposedly. <laughs> Although they don't change in moonlight, they're just constantly fucked up. <laughs> Naturally. And uh, yeah, so they're, they're the, one of the fun. There's a bit where you have to dodge them and they all fall in a uh, spike pit, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds sort of fun, dodging them as they end. It's weird. It's one of those games, though. I played when the original came out, and, uh, you know, when I thought I got to a certain point in the game, I thought, oh, I must be getting near the end now. This section is impossible. Where I got to a really big arena, and there was nothing but, you know, uh, you you face a a wave of, a massive wave of nunchucketeers, then a massive wave of men with no head and bombs instead of hands who somehow can still scream. Um, They're amazing. Um, <laughs> they're a real testament to um, getting through adversity. They can scream with no head. Um, <laughs> I have no mouth, yet I must scream. Yeah, they do that. Um, yeah. And, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you get. And I got to this point in the game, and I never got past it. And I, you know, as a as, as a younger game, I thought. Fuck me, this is hard. This might, well, maybe not in that sort of terminology. Poor <laughs> <Maybe laughs> blimey, this is mighty difficult. Um, <laughs> I know uh, you thought that <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, we all thought that when we were younger. Poor blimey, Poor blimey, girl. Poor blimey, governor. This is rather rather difficult. Yeah. Anyway, and I thought that was the end of the game, but no, it goes on for like another several hours after that, and. Uh, the game itself is actually only six hours long. However, it takes you about 15 hours to play it because you will die. And it doesn't count that towards your game time. Oh, it doesn't count that? No, no. The only reason I know okay. that is because the Steam time clock is quite a lot higher than the actual uh, game clock I had. Uh, it's only six hours long, but it will take you much longer than that to complete it. I can imagine, yeah. And, Unless uh, you're totally awesome. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I was quite proud of myself for finishing that because it's it's really hard, even in normal mode. So you it's a with its achievements. <laughs> you finished an extremely old game instead of yeah. many of the new ones that you need to finish. It's really stingy with its achievements, though. In in, in my first playthrough, out of the, uh, I think it's got like sixteen achievements on Steam. I got two. Uh, 
One of which was for for killing something. I think <laughs> killing a certain type of enemy. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, kill and, something um, in this yeah. first person shooter. <laughs> and um, the the other achievement was for finishing the game. The rest of them are ridiculous. Like do the entire game without um, without dying and reloading. Uh, oh. So. Uh, and uh, there's there's another one for finishing the entire game using nothing but the knife. <laughs> Which is like just a, ridiculous. That's insane. I mean, how could so you, you even do that? I play through like 15 hours of game time, presumably after dying and stuff, just to get this knife achievement. The... That's crazy. I mean, yeah. is there a limit on the number of achievements they can have on the Steam? Like I don't think so. <laughs> Judging by TF2, probably not. With it, yeah, with its 400 odd. Exactly. You'd wonder why they'd only put 16 and then make them all virtually impossible. Really just, hard, yeah. yeah they added deathmatch mode recently, which I haven't tried yet, but the achievements on that actually seem... They've added achievements because of that, and it seemed, they seem reasonably attainable. But I guess maybe they're maybe one-to-one, the achievements with the Xbox Live Arcade ones, and they're limited to... Maybe. Aren't they? So Possibly. You get limited to 12 on Live Arcade. Yeah, so... Um, perhaps, yeah... Although I can't imagine they would be that hard. They just seem, well, maybe they are, but it just seems ridiculous. Yeah, it'd be even harder on console to try and complete the entire game with a knife. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, I dread to think how the game plays on console, actually. It must be really, <laughs> really hard. Is there a demo? You should probably try it. See probably. What it's like. Yeah, there should be. It's, it's kind of the Xbox Live rules, isn't it? Where any game on their system has to have a demo. Yeah, yeah. So, probably worth a, worth a go just to see how hilarious. And probably look pretty good on your big TV as well. T. Uh, games until someone loses an eye. As you fight the, fight the one-eyed monsters. Can I imagine it happens quite a lot in Serious Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you've been playing anything else? I'm playing that. Uh, me and my brother did a bit of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Spec Ops. Oh, yeah. Which is. You enjoying that? I am and I'm not. It's still one of those games where I play it and sometimes I think it's quite technically good because the Spec Ops is probably the best bit of the game. Yeah, but that's what I've heard, the, yeah. At the, at the same time, it's still endlessly frustrating sometimes because in, in the hardest difficulty level, the enemies are impossibly accurate. What happens if you die in Spec Ops then? Do you respawn? Um, you, no, you, you sort of have the classic down-need-reviving system. So oh, okay. your your teammate can come over to you and revive you if he gets there quick enough. Um, but what if he's immediately has a minute or two to do so? Well, what if he's in an aeroplane or something? You know. Oh, then you're buggered. Then it's end, end right, of mission. Yeah. Okay. Which is uh, extra annoying on the really long levels. But I thought they were only like you were saying they're only ten minutes each or something, aren't they? Uh, some of them. Some of them take you a bit. Long. But yeah, but even so, repeating a ten minute section is quite yeah. irritating. That's true. And some of the true. levels take you longer than that if you're taking your time. And all mm. I can say at this point is fucking juggernauts. You don't get them in the main game, but they're they're like impossible bastards in in like uh, was it veteran difficult or three star difficulty spec ops mode because they take like five headshots. And if well, you and if they? you don't and if you don't they're, they're like um, the classic idea of a big bloke wearing masses of armor and. Oh, right. uh, uh, of course, they they run just as fast as normal people, and they come barreling towards you, um, just spewing gunshots, which <laughs> seems just to just happen to hit you every time. Um, and if you don't manage, to, if if you manage to get a headshot on them, they get stunned for a bit. So you basically have to chain like four or five headshots, headshots. together in order to down him. And obviously, if he gets close, you're fucked. 
And so, and it's they're just ridiculous. Maybe I just suck, but I think they're, they're just not fun. And you you get you face one at the start of this level, um, and then you get to a section towards the end of the level where two of them spawn in, one in front, one behind, and you just can't get rid of them fast enough. I see. And it's you know at that point you've you've invested like twelve, fifteen minutes in the level, and then you just get owned in an instant, and it's like, well, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> that kind oh, of yeah. happened to us on the ODSC firefight a fair bit, where it would get to a certain point and then we just die a lot. Yeah, invisible brutes with flame grenades, worst thing ever. Well, yeah, especially this, with this cats leads on. on. This leads us to the other thing we've been doing. Yeah, me and Zach have been attempting to try the to play the ODST firefight stuff. Um, is that a special is, mode? Yeah, it's the it's a it's a it's a new mode they introduced in ODST where it's it's essentially like a survival game where you stand in one place and uh, um, the enemies sort of pile on you. Like that uh, and you have to see how long you can last. Dead. Yeah, um, but it's quite it's quite well designed because they sort of come in waves and. Uh, the, the the rules of the game sort of get mixed up every now and then and you have a shared life pool and um so it's quite well thought out like at the start for instance you get like tough luck turned on meaning that enemies are good at dodging grenades or they'll try and dodge everything um but then that it, then it adds catch to the mix so they dodge grenades and throw tons of them at you which is really really hard oh gosh so and you worse can just than turn that, on the, the uh, skulls can you no, you don't have the ability to turn... It, it, the game turns the skulls on for you. Oh, right, yeah, I know. Okay. Um, as it, uh, to, to mix it up as you go through. Worse than that, though, it means I can only pretty much manage 10% of the target score. Okay. Yeah, it was like, there's, there's meant to be, like... It's, what, like, three sets, and then each set has, like, four waves. Each wave is, like, three spawns of enemies. We manage, like... We don't even manage one set. <laughs> We get to like the third or fourth wave of a set. Of the the, first I set. think there's I think there's five sets with three rounds a set, each with five waves in them. Something oh, yeah. ridiculous like that, and it's. We so don't these even targets. One set. <laughs> no, we finish. We finish a set. But... No, I don't think we do. Do we? We finish. No, no, we we do finish rounds. one. We, no, oh no, that's it. You're right. No, we finish a round, and uh... we normally get to round three. I think before we get screwed. Yeah, or two and a half. No, yeah. I don't think we've ever made it to round three, actually. I think we always get stuck halfway through two. Or towards the end of two, when the last big wave of brutes comes. Yeah. So how long is it supposed to go on for? Well, those, <laughs> like those a games... a bloody long time. Yeah, those games last us about 15 minutes, don't they? Yeah. Of continuous action as well. You practically yeah. don't get a let-up. You can barely kill the enemies fast enough before the next wave spawns. Hmm. Again, probably because we're not that good at it, but it doesn't. Yeah, but it, maybe, maybe, it's... maybe you just need all four players to make it bearable. You know, maybe it doesn't scale to the number of people in the level. That'd be yeah, kind of possibly. Well, is that uh, so? You're only ten percent of your way to like a, an achievement for getting to the yeah. end of the survivor mode. And there's one <laughs> there's for every, one there's one for every, every level. one of those maps. Yeah, it's totally Funny ridiculous. Hell. Okay, <laughs> well, that's interesting. We did have, there was some, you know, we had the occasional periods of awesome, mainly when we were on the last life and it was like hero mode, where you resurrect your, where you yeah, resurrect yeah, the other you, guy. That's quite a cool mechanic, actually. If you survive a, uh, you get new lives at the end of a round, but um, if you survive a wave uh, as the last man standing, you resurrect your teammates. 
and it shouts hero yeah we got that a couple of times when we were doing better <laughs> yeah that's a pretty cool mechanic i like that keeps you in the game for longer so so it's like uh, what second, is a stout second wind almost <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> Hero wind. (laughs) 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 Commendation of gassiness. Fart wind propel. (laughs) So, uh, ODST (laughs) and... um, Uh, What else have I been doing? Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare 2 Spec Ops. Um, I'm sure there was something else I was doing. Oh, I uh, played a little bit of... um, uh, to try and get it through. During the Steam sale over Crim- Crimbo, I picked up a couple of indie games on the cheap, uh, one of which was Brave, oh, yeah. which I haven't played this week. But uh, I did play a bit of Osmos uh, a that? bit more. It's, this, um, <laughs> it's supposed to be like an ambient chill-out game where you, you're like this uh, uh, cell, essentially, that eats cells that are smaller than itself. And so the concept right. is you have to eat uh, the smaller cells whilst trying not to be eaten by the big cells. It's basically a sort of more ambient version of Spore's cell stage. Right, yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, it's entirely based on that, essentially. And eventually you get enemies that sort of run away from you or will try and eat you aggressively. Um, And some levels actually have sort of like um, uh, a force orbit system, so you have to float in orbit and try and change your trajectory so you hit stuff of the right size. And Orbit? What are you yeah, as in, you're sort of in a in a petri dish with some sort of a tractor in the middle, so there's like a, a, oh, a circular see. orbit around this object, and you have to sort of adjust your <laughs> you have to adjust your orbit in order to consume what you want. The process of moving is cool because it, you eject bits of yourself out into the thing, which other things can eat, um, but it also reduces your own size. I see using so a you, thrust or whatever. So there's a strategic element to what you can do as well and it's a oh, interesting yeah it's kind of cool it's a it's a it's a chill outy one that actually isn't so chill outy when you get to the end the last few levels because it's, it's really annoying but what how, it's infuriating how it get it, difficult well some levels have you there's, there's a couple of levels i'm on where you get basically the the, the 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 world is filled with cells and they're not moving they're just all okay. static at this point um and you're kind of boxed in as to where you can go um, so you kind of have to eject stuff into other cells in order to give them a bit of momentum. So they move out of the way, giving yourself a path you can move through. And uh, the process of doing this takes quite a long time. And uh, sometimes it can backfire quite badly as you like just end up with one uber cell that you can't get rid of. And I see. Yeah, it doesn't sound too relaxing towards the end there. but uh, No, towards the end. It's it kind of cool. It eases you into it, I guess. Yeah, I only got it for a like a quid, I think, so can't really complain too much. But it is a game, not like a flower or something, which is more a sort of gloat. An experience. Yeah, an experience, as it were. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Uh, is it pretty? Not massively. It's okay. Just I was just wondering. Di- it's, game... it's okay. It's, it's, it's not bad looking, but it's, you know, it's not throwing crazy effects everywhere. Let's put it that way. It's not, because like, games like, I don't know, Flow and... Stuff like that. Sometimes they a bit, even though they're two D, they're quite a bit of a graphical showcase. Like, what's it? Yeah, um, yeah Geometry Wars style. You know, that's quite pretty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, Geometry Wars is quite nice. No, this does. This is this keeps it fairly simple. I, I mean, see, it's still okay. quite floaty, and as I say, it's everything's a bit floaty, a bit ambient. Like you get the idea, of, like particles just floating around in whatever juice it is you swim in, and uh, the uh, 
<laughs> as bad as that sounds. Um, the, uh... hmm. But yeah, it's, it's alright. Uh, yeah. Zach, I actually had an idea the other day for um, updating uh, Galactic Warriors, wasn't it? Is that what it was called? Do you remember that? That was the music, and it was the simplest game ever, but it was really... I really enjoyed that. It was really fun. And I was thinking, you know... If you you I, my idea was that like you know you picked up those power ups and then what was it you you got to a certain number to win didn't you or go yeah. to the next level I was thinking what if just a simple adjustment to it like obviously the controls we'd have to change so they're like three sixty and you could use a, a like a you know a three sixty controller so instead of going you know it was four directions wasn't it was it eight directions <laughs> it was eight directions <laughs> it was eight directions yeah and it had that weird acceleration thing. And uh, basically, well, it didn't uh, really is... have acceleration very much. Yeah, this was a very simple game that we made in the very early days of uh, us creating games with the Games Factory, which is the software on the PC. Uh, and uh, it was two-player, and uh, it was a static background with some sort of planets in space. And you were these spaceships that moved with an eight-directional movement, so uh, on on different halves of the keyboard. So one person would have uh, the cursor keys, and one person would have WSAD or something. In fact, it wasn't WSAD. It was something obscure that we invented. Probably OPAZ or something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, and you just uh, basically, these power-ups would spawn randomly and you had to just r- race each other to collect them and the planets were like physical barriers that you could run into <laughs> and you had to... You lose points if you hit the planets. Did you? Yeah, that's right. You lose points if you hit the planets. So you had to avoid the planets and get the power-ups, and then the first to five power-ups went on to the next level. And that was well, the whole like game. The power-ups give you score. Yeah, they give you so score. You lost, yeah. by bumping into, you lost points by bumping into the planets, but you gained points from them picking up the power-ups. Yeah, you yeah. You reach a certain score to progress. So my idea was, okay, we update it. I was thinking this might be a good test bed for finally making like a 3D game, because it would be a really simple game. You could make it 2D on a plane. On a plane, but um, sorry, <laughs> I, I just bashed my microphone away. Yeah, but uh, have you know, three D, you know, pseudo three D, like three D graphics, but uh, you know, I talk about like the new Sonic games, right? It's like yeah. it's really two D. Anyway, but uh, yeah, you, so you fight. But my idea was that the points you could also um, expend points on boost, so you could move faster than your opponent by boosting, but it would also reduce your score. And that oh. would tempt them to try and boost and reduce their score, and you could end up spending more boost trying to get to a power up than it, than the power up would actually give you. I so it'd be like an interesting trade off race type game. I thought that might be quite fun, so we might think about maybe getting a copy of XNA Game Studio and making that for Xbox Live Arcade or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't be too difficult. And we'd have to have the classic music as well. In fact, in fact, Rob, we'd have, <laughs> we'd to, have to remake re- it or something. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to do a remix of DNA for a, it had the, that really annoying like piano riff over the top of it. Didn't it? I can't actually uh, remember that. But that no, all I remember is the down, down, down. Yeah, had that. That had do diddle diddle do 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 all that. It went on for ages. <laughs> it was like, like three minutes of video file, and then it would just loop over and over again. So yeah, so that was my idea. I don't know why Osmos sort of reminded me of that. Probably because it's sort of two D, and you move around. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. the Two D, <laughs> yeah. you move around. That's all you need. Well, what do you think of that idea, Zach? With the boost, it's fairly hilarious. 
I think the main problem with it was because in the old, it, you really didn't accelerate. It was literally pretty much just like directional movement. That was the <laughs> yeah. main problem. It made avoiding things not very difficult because <laughs> you didn't have any momentum or anything. Yeah, you'd have to. Um, we'd have to make it so it was difficult to avoid the planets in some way. You know, we were. You wouldn't want to make it too easy. Because make, no, the... make it ridiculous and have it so it's gravity. <laughs> Yeah, but that would be that would really change the game, wouldn't it? That might be interesting though. That'd be quite easy to add. But I was thinking, well, maybe it should be quite easy to avoid the obstacles if you're on your own. But because you're trying to race through these gaps against the well, enemy, that was the you, other you, that was the, the other kind of thing that the original didn't really have. That the idea was that like the <laughs> other person could bump you out of the way. Except, of course, with Game Factory, you couldn't physically do that because <laughs> when you collide, you just bounce off each other, and both of you just bounce. There was no yeah. way to like have proper collisions. Or at least not no, easily. proper collisions didn't work. So basically, when you ran into each other, you'd both just sort of stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop and bounce <laughs> so, off each other in a random well, direction. You, you yeah. wouldn't really bounce off each other, would you? You'd bounce in the direction you were originally travelling. Well, no, I think you'd bounce the opposite in the opposite direction. of the direction you. Yeah. We're so if you were yeah, both yeah, yeah. travelling towards each other, you'd bounce backwards. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's the thing. If you were both, say, coming one person like from the bottom of the screen and one person coming from the bottom of the screen at an angle, you'd both sort of hit each other and then both head <laughs> back towards the bottom, which makes the no sense. Yeah. yeah, and then you'd move in the same direction again in order to get to the power-up and you'd just bounce off again in exactly <laughs> the same manner. And you'd have to try and... Oh, it was crazy. That was, that was a really bad game, but really fun. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that, that, so, coming soon from Collision Software, possibly... Uh, Galactic Warriors. That's a terrible title as well. So we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Would you want to have guns or something attached to your warriors, or at least a no, big no. sword or a Viking helmet? I don't think that the there was a spaceship in the uh, or a space station on the final level that would shoot at you. <laughs> fire Sputniks at you. Yeah, it yeah. Sputniks, and you'd have to avoid Sputniks. But that was the easiest level as well because yeah, you, just, was... you just went round and round it in circles. <laughs> you just went round and round in circles. Which would be a lot more fun if it was orbital, to be honest, you know, rather than, yeah. No, that was classic. Interesting. So, yes. So, does that wrap up the, any other indie games you've been playing there, Rob? Uh, audio Surf. <laughs> I've been delving into that. So, oh, sort of little bit. Yeah, it's a good time killer. <laughs> like, whenever you need to, like, fill a few minutes before you go somewhere, fire up Audio Surf and then Or when you, when you desperately need to play I Buy the Drugs. <laughs> 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 yeah, any excuse to listen to that. I Every time that comes up in my Winamp playlist, it's like, oh fuck, now I have to go play that in audio as well. <laughs> they really need to put that game on the iPhone. It would be pretty much ideal, I think. That would be pretty if sweet. You, yeah, if, so. if you could use your iPod library as well, I think they've yeah. granted apps access to that now. And they could so. make like a hardcore mode where, where instead of touching the screen, you tilt it. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, yeah, that'd, yeah be that'd be hard. They definitely have that. Yeah. I still like playing that mode where you don't have the sort of puzzle thing. You just it's just like two colors. What's that called? Oh, mono. Ninja. Yeah, mono. Ninja I mono. like playing. I like mono. playing ninja mono. Yeah. yeah, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> nah, yeah, you got to go hardcore it up and play a razor. Not that a razor is actually that hardcore. Well, no, but it's it's a bit more fun pusher than trying is to like... attempt pusher and point man. Pusher is fucking impossible. <laughs> don't understand how people do it. Because in Eraser, if you cock up, you just erase it. <laughs> it makes it really easy to undo your mistakes. And they made it even easier recently in that patch where you can unerase your, the last thing yeah. you erased. 
So even and, if you have a grid which is perfectly not making a single match, you just erase all of one colour, every all the other colour drops down to form a big block of that, and then you drop the other colour on top. So it's like two matches, ding! <laughs> it just makes it rather easier. I don't understand the scoreboards in well. that game. Like The scoreboards are like, they're online scoreboards, but they don't seem to, I can't seem to get it to filter by like the game mode I'm playing. Can you do that? Or, I don't no. know. Cause, no, because the scores are always from people playing a completely different mode, and they're naturally going to get a completely different kind of score. I don't know what. Well, what... the idea they're supposed they, to be they, balanced. They were, yeah. They did various patches in the early days where they balanced the scores to make them more even, but they they still never made it so that because mono never scores as much as any of the other ones. No, you never got balanced. Even with the balance that they did to make it closer. <laughs> hmm. The problem with mono is, is you have to stealth it, which is, you know, not hit a single bad block. Yeah, it's quite hard And then to you do. get quite a large bonus, don't you, which is... Yeah. And clean finish it as well, ideally. Yeah. Although that's easier with mono if you don't hit anything. Yeah. And you make sure you at least have three to end with. Yeah, it's all about... I actually, went down, I actually went down to, like, pro again. Because it's like, when you play a Razor, you don't really get any power-ups or anything. So you like, don't really get I, any in elite mode, do you? Well, you do in you, you the get the ones you get the uh, <laughs> lightning bolts, which drop a load of a certain color onto your grid. But yeah, but you you don't you do in like you do get quite a few power ups in pusher, relatively speaking. Do pusher elite, but the, I mean, I went back down to pro, and it was like, oh, I'll just play Vegas because that's funny. It's like shit, tons of power ups, and you can randomly rearrange all the blocks in your grid. <laughs> that's just like fun mode. It's totally, it's like, that's never going to be a competitive scoreboard, because it is literally totally random. And it's like, in Vegas, you can pretty much, it's just like, pick up every single block, and then just keep rearranging them until they match. (laughs) Vegas! Or the Vegas. (laughs) I still think you should be able to filter the scoreboards if you want, though, to, like, people playing the exact. Yeah. I guess that would be kind of interesting. I mean, as just an option, just to see if anyone had played. They do even have. Character. They even show all the icons for the different types of character at the bottom. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> they see. don't do anything. You can't. You can't filter by them in any way. It's pretty weird. Anyway, of course, if you want to be super hardcore, play double vision in elite. <laughs> play two characters at once. Whee! Oh dear! Don't think my brain could cope with that. There's, I can't remember what song it is, but there's one of the songs that I played fairly regularly where someone, the guy who's at top, on top is, is in Pusher Elite, and then the next person down in second place is obviously the same guy, only he's made another account for only playing Double Vision. It's like his name, apart from it's his name with Double Vision attached to the end of it. Hmm. So it's like what? he's in the top two slots of the scoreboard as Pusher and Double Vision. Hard. Core. Well, why would he make a second account to play that mode then? God only knows. Maybe he wanted more. Maybe he wanted to be on scoreboards more. Maybe he was like, I can totally do. Like, I want to be in top three places, all of them, not just Son one. Of a bitch. <laughs> oh dear. Some people are too damn good at audio surf, apparently. Yeah. If you can play pusher, then you have a better chance. But I, I've tried it several times, and I just can't manage it. It's too much yeah. to handle. Can't get the grips of it. The game's too fast for me. To, to to sort of think like that. Right, left, right, left. It's because you have to like 
because you it's because the way you push it works where you push it to the left or the right depending <laughs> on what button you're clicking and then obviously it depends on what column you're in to which column you're pushing to that's just way too complicated so that's the game's been played so far <laughs> isn't it? i guess have you guys yes, been playing any tier yeah. two these days I played a little bit, mainly because it was like, oh, my my ranking is going down on the scoreboards because I haven't played for lo- so long. Because on the on the scoreboards for the HH servers, it's last twenty eight days, and I hadn't played for so long. I started to lose all my points. It was like, oh fuck, <laughs> I better go play some. This is the Hampshire heavy servers that we play on quite regularly. Yeah, scoreboards. And uh, Zach, you do really rather well on them, don't you? Because you play so much. Well, but, uh, I, I, not it's lately. not necessarily just that I do so much, but I do. Well, the main thing is that I've I've pretty much been top since we started playing on those servers. I very quickly became top of the Huntsman and then stayed yeah. there. And then when they reset the stats, went straight back to the top of Huntsman again. But that's mainly because no one else uses it. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Huntsman, actually. I've been playing with the Huntsman, actually. I did that thing um, with the... Uh, scripting to change the controls uh, yeah. which was a lot harder than I thought it would be to to actually implement uh, because um, I couldn't get this sort of drawdown animation because what happens is um, well, what's the normal controls? You um, you hold left click, click to, to, to pull it back and then and release draw. to fire. Press right click to undraw. To undraw, yeah. right. So what I wanted was um, I wanted it so that you hold down the right click, right button to draw and when if you let go of the right button, it will undraw. But if you left-click while you're drawn back, then it will fire. That's what I wanted, because I thought it would be a bit mm. closer to how the heavy works and stuff. And uh, I just about managed to get that to work. But the only way the script works is that when you release the right button to undraw, it doesn't actually undraw. What it does is use Zach's trick of changing weapons twice. So it will flick to something else and immediately flick back to the Huntsman. Mm. Which is which uh, is just as quick as the undraw I know, animation. I, I never quite know whether it is as quick. That's the trouble. That, no, no, no. That would cause you a slight delay because there's no delay in 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 the in the weapon lift when you yeah. switch to it. But so you go. The thing is, so you have a bit of time where you can't do anything. Yeah, yeah but, but there's already a bit of time you can't do anything as you undraw because it's not. But the instant, thing is, you, yeah. theoretically, you can redraw midway through your undraw. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, whereas you can't do that with this. So, but this is the only way I could make it work. But uh, it's been worth it because I've been really enjoying it. Actually, it's been really <laughs> good fun. Like I've only really played with it. Like I played it once on the Hampshire Heavy and it was getting owned. But I think that was because I was on my own on the Hampshire Heavy servers where everyone's really quite good. Yeah, some, they are some quite of the a lot. time. They yeah. are. It's like I basically I as I discovered I went and played on like a random other server. Well, not entirely random. I, it was a server I knew from before before we started playing the HHS. Before yeah. I played the it quite a lot. <laughs> but I went there and played the Huntsman, and I was like, oh, I came top of my team with, like, 90 points. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. But that, like, then again, that was also because the spies on that server were so shit, I changed to the piss jar and started getting goddamn tons of assist points as well. It's like, I don't need my backstab shield any longer on this server. Bonus points for me. <laughs> but it's pretty great having the backstab shield when you are using the Huntsman as well, isn't it? Because, yes, because uh, you yeah. need to be like all over the place in the front lines and yeah normally when i it's like on when i used to do actual sniping you'd still try to like keep your back to the wall even if you even though that didn't really work because i could still quite easily sidestab you most of the time but you can't do that with it did help somewhat no you have to be be. 
you have to be All in the fight it. almost yeah and you can't and you have to draw back and that does make your back vulnerable like in the middle of a fight which is perfect for enemy spies so having that um having the back shield thing what's it called uh razorback razorback that's it yeah is really useful. I mean, they never seem to get me because I hear you hear the sound and you turn around and you just stab them to death. It's really funny. Yeah, it's like extra. Kill. Most of the time, they don't even bother stabbing the shield. I do get pistoled quite a lot, though. Of course, yeah, because clever spies actually know to try and shoot <laughs> yeah. you instead. Once, once they yeah. see the thingy, they'll just line up an ambassador shot and then. Yeah, yeah. Although gosh, the number of times the ambassador shots miss, it's like they <laughs> they must be lining it up. They must know that I'm there and they must be sitting behind me. In disguise or whatever, line up the shot, and then somehow it doesn't headshot me. I very yeah, rarely no, no, get ambassador headshotted. I've had that I get problem though because I've, I've where it's I've, like I've, spam the shots in. I've had that problem though because I've been increasingly <laughs> trying to play as spy because if it if it goes really well, it's probably the most satisfying thing in the game when That's you have true, a good yeah. spy run. But it's just so difficult to do that it's the the other edge of the coin. Really, you know, it can be really frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, using the using the ambassador, it's a uh, it's actually really hard. It doesn't seem to be perfectly accurate like it portrays. Even if you do sit there and line up a shot, it, a lot of the time it just doesn't hit. And it's uh, I don't know if it, it maybe it's still bugged or something. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem to act how you expect. Or maybe yeah. lag plays more of a part than you imagine. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, because of the hitboxes, you know, the hitbox. People are always complain about the hitboxes forever. <laughs> Everyone, that's going to happen in every game that's ever made, though. though. Hitbox, yeah. like every this kind of game. People used to complain about it in Quake Three, didn't they? The hitboxes and stuff. Even though yeah, it had no was... head detection. No, it didn't. <laughs> but it did have hitboxes for just de- detection in general. Uh, that's because they were trying to make it fair, didn't they? And some, but some of the yeah. uh, models were a lot bigger than others. Yeah, like the, the orb guy with the big eye. <laughs> He was a bit of an odd shape, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Everyone had the same hitbox, didn't they? Or Tank Jr., who was pretty beefy, but... <laughs> yeah, he had all kinds of giant chunks of metal sticking outside of where the hitbox would have been. That's true. Was huge. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... but I was playing uh, on a public server with the Huntsman on uh, like Badwater Basin, which was absolutely ideal, because it's, like, it's quite thin and long, so it's quite yeah. the range stuff. But if you're a proper sniper, you have to keep moving and setting up in different places, don't you? Because, you know, it's not... A but then again, the bow something. isn't actually really great for range. Well, I like it for that, the medium range, because you can, you can sit outside of the... Out, you can sit outside, basically, of the range where heavies can do you any serious damage, really. With, yeah. a, with their minigun, because the minigun spread is really bad, actually. It's one of the most important things to know when playing heavy is that you really need to treat it like a high-speed shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you treat it like a plane throw, you can get a lot of kills. But yeah, you can... Oh, you, you can, can just... irritate people from long distance. You can, but it's not... The thing yeah. that I find with the spray is you, like... I'm always tempted to like deliberately not aim at people to try and get like the edge of the arc of the spray to hit them. It's like, yeah, does that actually like work, that. or is that <laughs> is that actually worse or better or the same? I suppose you, you, I suppose you reduce the frequency that they'll hit at the edge of the uh, spray range. Yeah, I'm not exactly. They must tail off towards the outside. I presume so, but do you get the maximum percentage in the, right in the center? 
yeah, do, range, do more bullets go towards the middle of that circular zone or do more of them sort of skirt the edge? Because it looks, because you can't really see the bullets in the middle. That's the thing when you're seeing it from the first person perspective. You see the ones that go around that form the edge of the spray zone, but you don't know how many there are in the middle, or at least not as easily. Hmm. It's just probably a perception thing. It's probably actually fu- perfectly even. I wouldn't fuck with it. Just aim and shoot. <laughs> yeah, just aim straight. I mean, it's supposed to be designed for people who aren't quite so hot on that on that aiming isn't it like, well, the other I've, been, I've got heavy, heavy's like most of my time bitch <laughs> no no I mean that's what they, that's what it says in the developer commentary mode isn't it I don't know is it I think so it's like they were trying to make a class Ooh, that had... the other thing that's totally yeah. awesome about the huntsman and the heavies is totally taunt kills <laughs> Shoot a heavy, uh, just and it doesn't kill them. And then they run around the corner and eat sandwich. And you have plenty of time to just run up there and stab them. <laughs> I did it like what? I did it like twice last week. What's like the when a heavy retreats down the corner? He you gets the huntsman arrow. bow and stabs oh, them with an arrow. And then oh, when he pulls it out, they die. The, for- the forward stab stuns, and the backward stab kills. So if okay. you if you're shooting a heavy at sort of reasonably close range, but he doesn't okay. die, but he hasn't got a medic, so you he runs back, and then you if you hear him start eating a sandwich, you have probably enough time to leg it up there and do the taunt before he could move again. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's totally to awesome. That. I'm gonna have to remap it, my did it a couple um, of times. My, gonna have to remap my taunt button so it's a bit easier. Than and I also key. got another ridiculous taunt kill on like defending a point where I was standing around the corner because we were on the last point I was standing around the corner because I knew the enemies were just going to rush it taunting because I knew we were going to lose and I was basically totally useless at that range <laughs> and it's like the forward stab hit one soldier as he came around the corner but then one of my team hit him with an explosion which blasted him back around the corner and I was like oh no he's escaped because he only got hit by the stun but then another soldier ran out just as I did the backfall <laughs> and it killed him instead it was classic hit two people with the tool but obviously only killed one of them awesome I'm that's the kind of awesome taunt kill maneuvers you have I d- I and of course i don't think the, i've ever got a taunt kill like, the classic sniper taunt kill tactic that i that i managed to get on video for that first video i uploaded to youtube of camping oh, yeah. teleporters <laughs> oh, waiting spies, for them to come through when it's particularly with spies when they do the sapping and stabbing uh, where they sap the teleporter at the spawn multiple times and then when the engineer unsaps it, they like pretend that the guys at the spawn had killed the spy, and then they come through the teleporter. So it's like if you hear spy sapping my teleporter, just run over there and just stand next to the teleporter, taunting, taunting over and over until the spy comes through. <laughs> okay, I've got like two of those two kills from that as well. <laughs> killing the spy who's trying to trick you by coming yeah. through. That's quite good. That, that was a funny plan. Oh, you could probably do it to enemy teleporters as well if you found an enemy teleporter that didn't have anyone around it. You could just stand there forever doing that, though. You never, you never know if someone's going to come through or not, really. Well, assuming it's a, you know, decent teleporter in the right place. Yeah. Then. Have the spies always been able to go through uh, enemy? No, that was that was an update. Yeah, fairly. I think that was during the spy and sniper update. They put that in. Oh, okay. (laughs) I've never tried that as a spy. I might have to try that. Oh, I've been a bit paranoid about it, yeah, because you'll end up in the middle of a firefight, possibly. Of course, you can get telefrags as well, if yeah. you're lucky. What, if it's like what? a crowded sentry nest or whatever, oh, there's people standing funny. around. Or if the engineer is foolish enough to stand on top of his teleporter while he's repairing it or re- removing sappers. Because be that, that happened a lot during like the first week of that update. 
because engineers would naturally stand on top of their teleporter to remove the sapper, and then as soon as they removed the sapper, the te- spy would just teleport through instantly and kill them. Does that still happen? Are people, engineers, wary that they need <laughs> yeah, to... Yeah, most people worked out that that was <laughs> not to do that. <laughs> Although it, so, yeah. it is quite a lot harder to, you know, hit a teleporter when you're not standing directly on top of it, because you have to crouch, and you have to be hitting it at an angle... Yeah, it's quite hard because they're quite thin, aren't they? Flat. <laughs> yeah, they're quite flat. So it's quite difficult to do. I think I always do. I, I've always done that. I don't know what I was afraid of standing on top of it for. But you can't get telefragged by your own team, can you? No. No. So uh, this is the only way you can telefrag is the spies going through them, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. unless an, unless a random enemy happens to be walking on top of a teleporter. Oh, right, yeah. And like an undefended can... teleporter or whatever. Right, and then you can teleport. Oh, right, so you yeah. can't team telefrag. No. <coughs> yeah, Apparently you I... can telefrag people while they're Ubered as well. <laughs> if an Uber happens to be standing on top of a teleporter. Yeah, because uh, that, that makes sense, because it's kind of the uh, classic, isn't it, from the days of... Uh, of uh, Quake the, 1. End, end boss of Quake 1, yeah. The only way to kill it was to telefrag it, wasn't it? Which is really dumb. Quite funny. That's quite bizarre, because that's using quite an obscure sort of gaming phenomenon of telefragging as an actual <laughs> you might you know, not have yeah you might not have known to do it if you hadn't played any of the multiplayer exactly yeah it's really weird or attempted like... to spawn too many people into a small map <laughs> it's just like a it was like a blob that kept moving through the boss's like flesh wasn't it and you <laughs> yeah it just blob. literally passed through yeah yeah it, it just... like didn't have any effect or anything it would just yeah. be in the boss somehow and you just had to look out the window, wait for it to go inside the boss for some reason, and then telefrag the boss. And, that was <laughs> and then you'd be standing there in a pose. Yeah. With your axe, like, I think. <laughs> you, have one, you have one quake. Good old quake. The winner is you. So yeah, really enjoying the Huntsman there, but uh, I don't I don't think I would be so much on the, on the Hampshire Heavy service, because I'd probably get owned by everyone. But uh, Speaking of Valve stuff, passing came out this week. We must yeah, try it. I haven't, I haven't played that yet. I was waiting <laughs> for you to turn up, basically. <laughs> Hello. Because I didn't want I'll... to play it by myself, because then I'd be stuck with bot tards. <laughs> or, or random online tards. So at least one other person would be preferable to free bots. <laughs> yeah. I found out who dies in the passing, unfortunately. It was just on Reddit, I think. Spoilers! No spoilers. Boo. I'm annoyed about it, so yes. I was hoping it would be random. <laughs> yeah, it should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, so different each time. That'd be cool. That'd or be like, good. or like some, you know, like maybe the route you take through the level modifies it, like how the director modifies the routes oh, through yeah, the levels. Yeah. Be quite funny if it killed off one of the players you were playing as. It's like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That'd be great. I don't know how they'd work that. That wouldn't work, would it? But it would still be no, great. Not really. You'd have to take control of someone else, wouldn't you? I like yeah, how one of the achievements... Losing all your stuff. I like how one of the achievements in the passing is kite the tank, kite like a man, where you just have to run around with the tank chasing you and the AI-controlled other survivors shoot it. <laughs> so it's like, you're not allowed to shoot tank, you just have to run around kiting it until it dies. Yeah, cunning. <laughs> Fly the tank. I like that. That's just an, an obscure phrase for that. Not that you obscure. See the, uh, kiting you see is the... quite common in... MMO terms. Do you see the Kite trailer in, then? Like World of Warcraft or 
Eve. Agreed, or doesn't man. know of it. No, evidently not. They're, then I don't play those life destroyers. <laughs> no, that's true. But you, I, I'm sure you've done it in other kinds of games. You probably do it in oh, Halo. Oh, pr- presumably, yeah, but I've never heard of it referred to. Like, yeah, because you kite the hunters, don't you, in Halo? Yeah, well, sort of, yeah. I guess. You can do in co-op, so the other players it's, can it's the kite. Yeah, that's not the same kind of thing, but that's why it's called kiting, because you're making a big long trail of things that follow you. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, there should be a lot of them, really, to make it truly kiting. Yeah, you'd get long you get that quite a lot. It's like that happens a lot in Eve, where like the different enemy ships move at different speeds, so naturally they t- form out into a long string as you move away from them. Just a heads up, y'all. We've hit two hours. Yeah, oh, we have. Okay. About that time. It did seem mm. like we'd been talking for a long ass time. Actually, well, weirdly, mostly on topic, which is a uh... yeah. Apart from that, well, you say that in the middle. We, we did have well, multiple serious times and a couple of yeah, extreme times. I suppose. I suppose it's been t- it's been too serious this week. Oh shit! Microphone movement. Um, I think it has been a bit serious. Move. I don't know why we talked about the election. That was pretty dumb. I think we should avoid that next time. Well, yeah, that was my fault. But it's kind of in the thing. I was trying to bring up digital economy, but we actually ended up talking about politics proper. (laughs) Yeah. The BMP stuff was pretty funny, to be honest. (laughs) Grab our racism, (laughs) etc. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, I've played... Just out of question, I guess. Yeah, we better do... Yeah. Play some more. What were you going to say, Rob? I was actually going to say, because one of Zach's names involves the word brown, and did that come from, like, <laughs> your grandma? Or... Oh, God. That was the other grandma. What okay. What about? Right, <laughs> <the> <laughs> name is brown. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking, you know, it'd be a bit weird to be racist and yet have a... Uh... If you were called brown. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wouldn't be very weird, really. Okay. <laughs> I think brown. But you're just you're 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 kind of in suggesting that like black people naturally have the surname brown. Have <laughs> names like brown. Yeah. <laughs> brown is like one of the most English names I can imagine. Though. Hello, my name is Mr. Ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So yes, or, or sir minority. yes, we better do Dan's games in like 15 well, minutes, go. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that's no problem because I haven't been playing very many. I played some TF2 with the Huntsman, which I was enjoying, as we've just already discussed. He could have been playing Get the Booger in the Trash Can. What? You know, like picking the nose and then rolling it a little bit and then flicking it across the room so you can get it to land in the, du- in the, in the, in the, in the trash. Oh, because I'm, I had a cold. Because of your cold, yes. Na- naturally. <laughs> I'm, I'm not completely just putting this out of the air. I don't know. Booger and trash can are both quite American, to be honest. Well, I'm trying to spread our wings and uh, embrace our, our, Appeal our to Atlantic, cousins. Atlantic cousins. Yes, by saying booger <laughs> and trash booger. can. Trash yeah, can. Yeah, plenty of boogers and trash can. I'm just going to go sure. with restroom. Yes, I am. Um, uh, have a rest on the loo. <laughs> played a bit of GTA 4. Uh, I, I I played that mission, the, the almost the centerpiece, like bank robbing mission, which uh, was because happened to be the next one when I loaded it up that I had to do. And um, man, I'd forgotten all the controls and stuff. Not not of driving the car because that's easy, but like all the cover mechanics and stuff. And that made it a bit of a pain. Like it was this big set piece scene with all this cops and fights going on and stuff and I spent my whole time going get into cover you damn freaking character 
No, unstick from the cover. No, run down there, you stupid idiot. Yeah, so controls in that game for, like, shooting, not very good. And I, I had still to, like... actually don't like GTA 4. Oh, it's my favourite game I've ever played, I think, pretty much. But um, I don't know. The, the social crap just really turned me off. <laughs> I love GTA 4. Although, yeah, this time that I'm playing it through, um, I am ignoring every single time someone calls me up to go to the pub or something. Which was fair. It was fair enough the first time, but it was a bit too frequent. And now I've realised that, it like... It was really, really crap. Sorry. <laughs> don't, well, I don't know. All the all the little things were quite fun to do, like the bowling and stuff. And the, 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 but you had to do uh, them so much. It was like... Yeah, there was a bit too much driving the frame of bowling. And the, the, to... and the picking the dude up. And then the... Uh... And it's time yeah. limited. Where it's like, you have to get here at this specific time, and you're halfway across the city. Go! Vroom! <laughs> well, it wasn't that hard to get to them in time, usually, because it would set it up so that you didn't have to go. Like, it would never set it up so that you were stuck at one end of the city and you couldn't get there in time. I don't know. I, I, all the, I didn't play it very much, but every time I did it, it was like, oh, I can barely make it there in time if I rev it one. <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't ever understand the fact that you're trying to make your living in Liberty City and calling you up five times a day. So they, hey, Nico, let's go shoot some pool. No, I'm killing bitches, you asshole. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a bit too much. I mean, you could tell. That would be phone better off, if though. you could answer the phrase. Oh, my... oh shit! <laughs> Sorry, my bits of my desk are falling apart. I'm, I'm still good. Yeah. I'm still it good. Would be, it would be better if you could answer the phone and then like. It had different options, and one of them was like "fuck off." Only no, you, it would, you could it, say it would be away. hilariously con- contextual. Where it'd be like, "I'm too tired. I've been up all night shagging." <laughs> well, he does say some. Uh, he does say some contextual things, like yeah. when, you, when you say, "No, I'm not interested." And they always say, no problem, another time. It's really funny, because they they never seem to have a problem with the fact that you're, you're not around. They're like, no, next time, no problem. And then you get a little icon coming up that has a little thumbs down from the character. like cause Your you friend lose. is pissed at you. Your friend <laughs> hates you. And it's like, your friend obviously doesn't hate you, because they're, they're just saying, no problem. Because they time. don't have anything better to do, so... <laughs> well, Roman certainly doesn't. Something. Do they ring you up after a while and go, hey, Nico, you bellend, come see me, it's been too long, fuck with Sort of. Consider our friendship do... over unless you bowl with me. I think they do start getting pissed off after a while, but um, the only reason to do those things is to want you get a perk from each um, friend. Um, uh, once you get a certain level of a friendship, yeah, but then you have to maintain it, don't you? Or can you then tell no. them to fuck off? I think you can tell them to fuck off then, but um, only some of the perks mm. are really worth doing. But um. Uh, so there's an achievement for having everyone as your friend, which is the reason to do it the first time round, really. But this time round, I can't be bothered with the perks. Apart from, I might, if necessary, like free taxis those... was useful. Yeah, well, yeah, and there's like um, get backup is quite useful sometimes for some missions. Like a whole bunch of guys will come along, and there's one which is like that could be you cool. can. There's one which gives you um, the ability to buy like weapons, like. They'll pull up, I think, in a car, and you can buy weapons you can't normally buy from them. Oh, yeah, yeah, that cool. was Rasta Man, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of them are useful, but... Um, and there's the, like, there's ridiculous ones, like the Brucey one is, like, you can get a helicopter anywhere in the city at any time. They'll just fly and turn up. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so some of them are actually pretty awesome, so it is actually worthwhile doing it. But at the moment, I'm, while I'm going through... Because you can always get it back. Like, if you ignore them constantly, uh, then you can... Uh, and you suddenly need their help, then you can just go on a whole bunch of activities with them and just build up their stats to the point where you can use their perks. 
you know, if necessary. So you never, you never, they never get really pissed off with you. Mm. So, so yeah, they needed to turn down the kind of, they needed to turn down the dial and have them not ring you quite so yeah. much while you're trying to do the story. That was a bit of a, a slight mistake. That I don't know. I found myself sort of just doing non-fun things for the majority of the time. And some of the missions were really, really irritating because they had such a build-up. And then you got to the hard bit and then you had several, like a good drive ahead of you to retry it. And uh, it was the yeah, lack of mid-mission checkpointing that was a bit crap. Well, you do get mid-mission checkpoints. I mean, there were occasionally, in... but there was that there was that one where you have to. It starts off with a sniper section, and then you have to get down off the building and then drive into this place and kill oh, yeah, all the dudes and stuff. And there was no checkpoints at any point in the mission, and so you do the sniper was section the one and you come down and go site? into it, and then you get yeah, and then you get instantly rocket launched or something explodes, and right. you uh, <laughs> you have absolutely no idea what's happened, and you've got another ten minute drive and snipe off. To, before you can have another go and that that was the bit where i stopped because it's like you know what sod this this is the one mission i have to do now and it's boring the crap out of me that's quite an epic one isn't it it's down by the docks on the yeah and you have to it's like a they're like italians aren't they or something and you have to you have to go up <laughs> yeah. in that lift and <laughs> it's like italians or something those goddamn italians well you know construction workers or whatever but they're, it's obviously a mob mamma mia it's whatever. a gangster yeah, and you're you're on the top of the, and you have to go up in that lift thing, and, and sh- yeah, shoot to that son of a bitch. That's quite a big long one, isn't it? Yeah, and there aren't many. I think in the uh, uh, DLC that they started doing, starting with um, Lost and Damned, they started putting a lot more mid-mission checkpoints in. Like I, I think, think quite... yeah, the, the, to me the DLC actually is more appealing because they get rid of all the gunk and actually concentrate on what makes GTA great, which is the uh, the story progression, the you know, better mission structure generally in this t- in these case, and uh, you know what I mean. Without any of the girlfriend friend system, blah. You know, it, it, well, it the got back to thing was was pretty. Um, you know, it was pretty optional in a way. Like mm. uh, you could completely ignore your girlfriend, and uh, I mean, I don't know if you played enough to know that the first girlfriend was spoiler alert, but she was a spy or something. Um, and she wasn't really your girlfriend, uh, but um, after that, it's just fairly unnecessary like i think the giveaway was nico you're special during the oh uh, yeah 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 <laughs> oh you're so special uh, no <laughs> tell me tell me interesting things that was her that's so funny <laughs> i like the first scene you see her like you go to her house and and nico's like why is everything brand new why are there labels on everything and she's like oh, um i like things clean i'm not like a government agent who's just bought all this stuff to make it look like my house when I just moved in a week ago. Honest. To, like, to spy on you. Honest. <laughs> it's really right. funny. I'm going to have to interrupt you there, Dan. We're going to have to wrap this up. I'm running out of recording space. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, crap. All the things that I had to talk you about. You managed to talk for 15 minutes. Oh, dear. Okay. Just okay. Grand Theft Auto 4. Well, well yeah, that's... maybe... Maybe we'll have to do one of these means like I'm toying with the idea of uh, mini casts that we could do, like, if we do have an overrun or in your absence or someone's absence, but... Yeah, yeah, that might be a good idea. Uh, uh, while we wrap this up, I shall talk about. We can talk about, yeah, the future of this. Yeah, yeah sixty we'll, we'll seconds. Try, uh, don't worry about the time yet. We'll, we'll, sixty we'll, seconds. We're gonna try and do this. No, same. I quite literally run out of recording space in sixty seconds. Well, fifty seconds now. Okay, <laughs> well, this is the end of the uh, salad cast then. Forcibly. <laughs> yes, I'm shutting it down, uh, and we'll see you all next week when hopefully we've all recovered from colds and horribleness. Well, me specifically. We've got a 30 second uh, 
fade out now. <laughs> Basically, say something nothing quick. Let's say something <laughs> stupid. Or let's start have... a conversation that will get cut off hilariously. No, let, let, let's have... <laughs> <laughs> or Rob can play some stupid Arabics. That works too. <laughs> let's talk and just talk and just get quieter and quieter. So that it sounds like fading out. Uh-huh.